It's Boomer and Geo on the Fan and the CBS Sports Network. Boomer Esiason, Greg Giannotti, it's Boomer and GL on the fans, simulcast across the country on CBS Sports Network, and wherever you are on the free Odyssey app, good Tuesday morning. I'm going to start off this morning with a full disclosure that I am deteriorating physically by the minute. My wife got the neurovirus after both my daughters had the neurovirus, she got it yesterday. And then I got cocky, and I touched the neurovirus money, and I said, I am not getting this thing. You guys, just your immune systems. I pulled an Alan Dukes. I said, your immune systems are terrible. I said, I'm eating great. I'm working out. And you guys are just, I mean, you should be ashamed of yourselves for catching all these germs. And I woke up, and I popped out of bed, and I was thinking, man, if I could just get through today, I'll be fine. Took a shower, felt great, went downstairs, got in the car. Halfway here, I'm listening to CeeLo talk to E. Frank in Astoria. Maybe that's what made me sick. And I start shivering and getting very, very tired and queasy. So I'm going to give it a shot. I have not thrown up. I have not had any sort of uh, stuff coming out the other end yet. So I'm going to give this a shot because that's what I do, Boomer. When adversity faces me, I power through. You know me. I never run in the other direction of adversity. I always take it head on. Uh, good morning, Boomer. How are you? Uh, I'm doing a lot better than you are, that's for sure. And, uh, you know, if you need to go, you need to go. That's all there is to it. Yeah. I mean, uh, just make sure the bucket's close by. Mm-hmm. Got, got, got it, right? Yeah, I got it right there. It is right there. Just yeah, make sure it's close by. Well, I'm going to run out of here. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to get that on CBS I mean, Sports Network. I don't know. We should. Hey, Stephen Waldron. Would you like to see me throw up on CBS Sports Network or like for me to run out of the studio? Well, first off, I hope you feel better. Yeah, okay, sure and, you do. Uh, I'd rather it be off camera. Okay, <laughs> well, I'll try my best. I'll grab the button, yeah. I'll get yeah. off camera, and then just quickly, just have that uh, camera uh, finger ready to go right to Boomer's face when that happens. It's, just, right? it's amazing to me that yeah, uh, All right. this neurovirus just, just goes the way it does. I mean, it's just I can't it's nonstop, it. man. I'm Things waiting for non-stop. Pfizer to come out for a vaccine and make another $100 yeah. billion dollars for that one. Right. Yeah, I mean, I... Uh, <laughs> I read something yesterday that like this is this neurovirus is sixty six percent more contagious than any other one that they've 66%. seen. Sixty six percent. Sixty six percent. Sixty percent. Because they're scientists, that? man. There's petri dishes, and they know what they're, they're doing. Scientists. Yeah, they check that stuff out. They're the epidemiologists. That's what they do, man. So they check stuff out, but that's what they said. Yeah, but it's, said rough, it's a rough one, Big. So hopefully it's not going to hit you. We'll see what happens. If you stop feeling good, then you just get out of here. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I mean, I tell you, this is, um, yeah, this is, if this is in my head. You want me to call it drip hydration right now? I don't think I need it yet because I, I have an IV nurse in here. I don't I haven't thrown up yet. That's why I'm worried about getting right. that drip hydration before the stuff starts coming out of me, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can tell in your eyes. You can tell in my eyes? eyes. Yeah, I can see it. You can tell, really? Yeah, I can see it. Oh, God. I'm sitting here real close to you so I can can tell. Yeah, man. I mean, your skin looks good and everything, but you you look a little... uh, Glazed over? Glazed over, a little bit. Yeah, I thought the same when I looked at my eyes in the mirror, too, and I'm freezing. That's why I have this jacket on. I'm absolutely freezing. Yeah, you got your, you're got you a big layer guy. I, know I am a big layer guy. I got three of them on right now. Right. And I got my hands in my pockets because I'm freezing. Do you want me to get the blanket out of my... Uh, Al, can you go get the blanket <laughs> out of my office? I think that will help, too. Yeah, I think so. 
So anyway, uh, yeah, little, what's going on in did sports? A, did a little digging yesterday. Oh, nice, I love it. And uh, you know, had a few conversations with a number of people across the NFL. Felt really good about the conversations that I was having. Just talking about different players, different potential scenarios, and things of that nature. And I know that. Uh, David Carr, Derek Carr's brother, was out there talking yesterday about this is going to be a process for for Derek Carr, that he wants to find the right team, the right fit, and all of that other stuff. And uh, that I, I figure that, you know, Derek Carr's going to want to sign a contract here within the next, you know, week or so. I mean, sound like it. I mean, I, I think he needs to. I think he needs to get out in front, pick his team, sign the contract, and, get, and move on. Whether his brother said he was dragging it out. His brother... Uh, David on NFL Network said that he's going to drag this thing out. There's no reason. There is. There's no reason to drag it. Says out. not anytime soon. He's going to make a decision. All right, here's your blankie. All right, thanks, man. Appreciate it. See if this helps. Perfect. Oh yeah. All right. Awesome. Thanks, Boomer. I know. That's how I felt. I was freezing my ass off. Oh God, you did. You had that symptom. Yeah. There was nobody to give me a blankie though. <laughs> no, just the nurse with the sponge bath. Uh, yeah, I was just. I was. Uh, yeah, one minute you're you're freezing, next minute you're sweating. Yeah, it's crazy. Anyway, so you know, I don't know what Derek Carr is going to do. I still, I do know, however, that he is concerned in, from the Jets' perspective that you know that Zach Wilson is here, and what does the future hold for Zach Wilson? Oh, you know, okay. Nobody can answer that question. So we we were speculating that absolutely he would ask that question. It sounds like he did. And he did. Yeah, and I do know that uh, you know the Jets are not doing anything with Zach Wilson, regardless of what the fan base may think. You know, you start reacting to the fan base, you end up sitting with the fan base. Yeah. So there are a lot of people out there that are not uh, all that happy with Zach Wilson, and I can understand that. You know, he has to earn back the respect and the trust of the fans and certainly his teammates. And I'm not saying that he is in the running to start next year, but he is going to be here. And he's going to be, he's going to be a part of the team. That, that I know. They're not giving up on him just yet. But if they sign Derek Carr, so Derek Carr's going to so want a four or five year deal, right? That's the point. Yeah. So if they sign Derek Carr, that that, that may be the sticking point. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure, but uh, that could be a sticking point for Derek Carr. I don't want to put words into Derek Carr's mouth, but he was certainly wanted to know what the the idea and the future was for uh, for Zach Wilson, and like he should, he should go through everything that is on his mind and want answers to all these different questions. Now, I also think that there is a really good chance that whenever this this darkness retreat ends for Aaron Rodgers, which may be today, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, so I heard uh, Alan Jerry talking about it, about the, is he going to be on McAfee today? And I, I Googled it myself. I can't find anywhere if he is, so... I, unless I missed it, but I, if he's on McAfee today, then obviously we know he's out of the darkness retreat. So if he, so there's a good chance he comes out of this thing and what? All right. Uh, well, this is, this is what has to happen. If he is going to be a New York Jet quarterback, what, what is Al McAfee, McAfee, McAfee is off this week, so he he's will off, not. So, all right. So yeah. maybe he is in a darkness retreat. Okay. But anyway, if, if Aaron Rodgers is to be the quarterback, of uh, of the New York Jets, I, I put a few different things together, thinking that this is what it's going to take. So understand that Aaron Rodgers, in his career up to this point, has made three hundred and five million six hundred eight thousand dollars. All right, so he's already north of three hundred million. He is scheduled to make fifty nine million dollars this year with the Green Bay Packers. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers. According to many different people, to, uh, actually three different people that I've spoken to yesterday, 
is basically driving this bus. He is the one that is total control of what he wants to do. And so Green, if and the Green, Packers want him back, he's not going back. And Green Bay knows this. Okay. And Green Bay also knows that they can't afford a $59, $59 million, you know, uh, signing bonuses, which is basically a $58 million signing bonus, which is what he's going to get. So if he goes back to Green Bay, he would have to readjust his contract again. Or this is what I think is it's got to happen if he's going to be a New York Jet. Number one, he has to come out from his darkness re- retreat and he has to demand a trade to the Jets only. Okay? And if he does that, then Green Bay will acquiesce and they will trade him to the Jets. And Green Bay is not going to receive all the compensation that everybody thinks. Well, yeah. Be- because of the number money one of his age. age. Yeah. And, yeah. But then, then there has to be a third thing. Rodgers has to do what Brady did with Tampa. He's got to adjust his contract to a point where it's amenable for the Jets to pay it. And also, he has to have a sit down with Woody Johnson and say to Woody Johnson, look, if I'm taking less money, you have to assure me that you're going to be spending money in other spots to rebuild this team you know, quickly via free agency, and most likely, I'm thinking offensive line. Sure, and get all his friends. Use that money well, on all my friends that well, play maybe, with maybe, the Packers. Well, maybe not. Maybe not so much his friends, but what he would we what he would end up doing is taking somewhere between thirty to thirty five million per year, maybe seventy million guaranteed max over the next two years. And then the Jets would have flexibility with their money, and Woody would have to spend it and allow Joe Douglas to go do what he needs to go do in order to support. Aaron Rodgers. Now, here's the key part about this. If they get Aaron Rodgers and they get him for two years, let's say two years, and then there could be a compensatory pick that is tied to Aaron Rodgers' success here and the Jets' success here that maybe Green Bay would get something else back if they ended up going to the Super Bowl or they go into the playoffs or something. That that part of it is not going to be all that difficult between the Jets and Green Bay. The, the other thing that has to happen here is that, and what will happen here is that the Jets do get to keep Zach Wilson on the team. And it turns out that I believe that Aaron Rodgers is Zach Wilson's idol. And now you get the most of, you get the best best of both worlds from the Jet perspective. You get to hold on to Zach Wilson. He gets to sit and go to those meeting rooms with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron and, and Zach seem to like each other a lot. Um, and there, then there's the Nathaniel Hackett uh, relationship deal, which is a really strong, which is a big, thing in this whole kind of situation is that they do they are close and one of the reasons i believe or a number of reasons why aaron Rodgers didn't go to denver last year he could have forced to trade to denver was because i don't think he wanted to leave his buddies behind you know the bakhtiaris the randall cobbs the mason crosby's of the world that he wanted to see if he could run it back one more time with those guys but now i think all of those bets are off and when you think that Green Bay is sick of Aaron Rodgers and sick of all of this, I'm yeah. telling you that is true. That is true. Well, that laid. is 100% true. So if Aaron comes out of his darkness retreat and he says, I want to continue to play, I want to go to the Jets, I want to modify my contract, I want to get assurances from Woody Johnson that he's going to spend on free agency, and then the Jets can hold on to Zach Wilson, to me, that is like a match made in heaven. That would be the perfect scenario for the Jets, if Aaron Rodgers is willing, which I believe he would be, he would have to be, willing to lower his salary. Well, is he to willing a, to, but we go back to the same point, though. Is he willing to go to the Jets? If he's willing to lower his salary, that's one thing. Does I he believe, do that yeah, for the I, Jets? I now believe, yes. 
Really? I now believe yes. But who the hell would know with how weird he is? I just, I believe yes. I believe that that, that is a, that, that scenario right there would be the perfect scenario oh, yeah. for the New York Jets. Now, we've been saying, obviously, that Rodgers is the best option for weeks now. It's just a matter of him actually wanting to play here. So. Yeah, well, and I believe that that could be the case. And I think a lot of that would have to do with his relationship with Nathaniel Hackett. The other thing, too, is if he comes here and, you know, Nathaniel's calling the plays and, and doing all that stuff. You know, Aaron knows this, obviously, these plays, like the back of his hand. So when he comes here, like when I came to the Jets, I knew Bruce Coslett's offense. So I was able to coach as well as play. In other words, the quarterback is well-versed in all the, you know, all the, you know, language and all the situations, all the pass protections and all that other stuff. And you seamlessly just hit the ground running and he becomes an extension of the coaching staff, which is a good thing for guys like Garrett Wilson, for Elijah Moore. He can tell them exactly what he wants them to do and how to do it. And uh, you can't you can't minimize that fact either. Now, just to go back to Derek Carr for one second. To me, like Derek Carr is not coming here for a two-year contract. Derek Carr is not coming here. I, I think Derek Carr is looking for like a four or five-year deal. And they want somebody, he wants somebody to commit to him. Well, of course. I mean, especially after what happened with the Raiders, that's what he's going to be looking for. Now, here's the problem. If he asked about Zach Wilson, Derek Carr, then I'm sure he asked about Aaron Rodgers. Like, what's your guy's interest in Aaron Rodgers? Am I going to be sitting here wanting to play for you, and then all of a sudden I'm the second choice? I mean, that's a question that's very difficult well, to answer. Yeah, the, the, the other Jets. thing, too, that you may have to commit more money because of, of uh, Derek Carr's age. You're going to have to commit more money to Derek Carr than you would to Aaron Rodgers. You know, and you'd have to commit more years. Uh, and I, I, to me, if I had to, my crystal ball tells me that, you know, if Zach Wilson, they're going to keep Zach Wilson. They're not getting rid of him yet. So everybody needs to get that out of their minds. But what if Carr stays, though? I mean, what if Carr signs? They're not getting rid of Zach Wilson. They're, they're just what the not. hell are they going to do with them for five years? No, they're going to they're going to they, they think that they have a spec. I know, I know when I say that. I'm, and I'm, again, I'm not saying that I agree with all this. I'm just telling you how I think that they're thinking. I think that they believe that they have a special player on their hands that just is very immature and just needs to grow up and just needs to learn how to become a professional football player. Now, many of us Ranger fans could have said the same thing about Capo Caco, could have said the same thing about Filipino, could have said the same thing about uh, Alexei Lafreniere. And all of a sudden, all three of these guys are becoming some, they're, they're actually becoming the players that we were hoping that they were going to become. They're getting better each and every year. And it takes a while. Everybody's a little bit different. And maybe in the b- mindset, in the back, in the back of the mind, is that you bring in a Aaron Rodgers who likes uh, Zach Wilson and can mentor Zach Wilson, even though he's not going to say, "I'm I'm here to mentor him. I'm here to win football games." But what I mean by that is that he'll get to watch him every day in practice. He'll get to watch how he prepares. He'll get to watch how a Hall of Fame quarterback goes about his business. And then after two years, if Aaron Rodgers wants to retire, or even after a year he wants to retire, the Jets at least have their quarterback for the moment. And and hopefully he will drag this other young quarterback along and get him to be the player that they see on the practice field. It's not surprising that Aaron Rodgers is Zach Wilson's idol because I feel like they fell off the same douche tree. You know, they got that same personality, that same grading. You know, teammates don't love him. You know, they, you know, birds I think, of a feather. I, I, th- I do think teammates do love Aaron Rodgers. Maybe some of his younger teammates probably a little bit 
aloof and all that other stuff. But you ask Randall Cobb, you ask Mason yeah, Crosby. He's, he's got his inner circle. You ask Bakhtiari, you ask some of those guys that have been around him for a long time. They'll tell you he's a great teammate. Sure. Those guys. He's got his inner circle. Sure, but he's he also won. And he's also won MVPs. also played at the top level of his game. Which That's true. affords you a lot of wiggle room when it comes to your personality. I do know this, that having like a guy like Aaron Rodgers here for two years, if he is out there and he is playing the way that we expect him to play, your defense is going to be better just by virtue of the fact that the offense is going to score more points and they're going to hold on to the ball longer. Oh, absolutely. They're not going to be throwing turno- you know, uh, interceptions and fumbles and all the crap that the Jets have been going through offensively. I mean, I, they won about four or five games there with virtually no offense. I, I would I would argue if I go back and look at last year's schedule that if Aaron Rodgers were their quarterback, four or five more wins for this team. System are going mono mono against the neurovirus right now. We'll see who comes out a victor. I have, a, I don't know why. I have the image of Little Red Riding Hood when I look at you right now. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. And I'm still freezing. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. Well, I mean, it doesn't help you guys. The, the studio is at 61 degrees. I feel like I that didn't turn help. it down today though, because I was freezing. I got to put it back up to something. Get some warmth in here. That would help. And I got this space here in my office because they don't put the heat on at night or on the weekends in this place. So I walk in and my office is like 52 degrees. So I just stuck my face right into the face here and sat there for 20 minutes. <laughs> Your office is 50 degrees. Yeah. I yeah. believe it. It is. Uh, yeah. track, that side of the building is freezing. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right, Jerry. I know uh, not a lot happened in sports, but you've got it all for us. What's going on? We're brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com and by Jack Pocket. Play official state lottery games. On your phone, you guys talked about uh, the Carr brothers, David on NFL Network, talking about his brother Derek taking his time to make the decision. Where is he going to play next year? It's it, it's honestly it's it's going to be a long process though. There's he really only has the Saints, the Raiders, and the Jets to kind of compare those three places, and so he wants to do his due diligence and see as many places as he can to get a feel for what the best place for him. Yeah, like, where's uh, you know I'm I'm being told he has two more trips to make, and I'm like, where's he going? Carolina? I I don't know. I Tampa have- Bay. Maybe. Makes sense. Those two would make sense. The St. Louis Battlehawks? <laughs> Could he be going to San Francisco? No, nah, I don't think so. Right? Ah, I mean, do they have the money to do it? Probably not. Then that would be no. But that would that would be something. Because he would obviously flourish there. There's no doubt about it. Every, I think any quarterback flourishes there. Well, the one thing he made very clear, he liked the Jets, meaning Derek. Obviously, the team is, is just in need of quarterbacks and some stability there. They have a lot of good components. There's a lot of things that are very positive about the Jets. He had a great trip. So we'll see when he makes that decision. He also, uh, from what I was told by a bunch of people on Twitter, that uh, McAfee's off this week. Yeah. So that we won't hear from Aaron Rodgers until next Tuesday. I imagine that the retreat or darkness retreat is over, but who knows? Uh, Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson posting on Instagram, quote, no matter how much genuine love you show, it'll never be enough. And then he had emojis with symbols on the face as if to say, bleep it. You know what? He needs to get an agent is what he needs. Probably. And, you know, quite frankly, if you really look back over the last two years, I, I could make an argument. That Lamar Jackson quit on the the Ravens. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it at the time. I I, I could make a 100% argument. And if you were John Harbaugh and you're standing on the sideline and you believe that he should be playing or should at least be around the team or whatever and he's not, 
I just it goes flies in the face of everything that John Harbaugh stands for. You remember, coach. you remember Michael Vick's comments? Then he goes, "I played an entire season with a sprained MCL. Get your ass out there!" Right, exactly. I do. Um, he also posted a picture with fire coming out of a human's neck. Hmm. So whatever that. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be me in about a half you know hour. That means, <laughs> that, 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 yeah, that means Baltimore's not negotiating with him, and I wouldn't like again. I'm, I'm going to keep saying it. I would not be surprised to see a trade. We shall see. Mets owner Steve Cohen spoke in Port St. Lucie on Monday. A whole bunch of different things that he was uh, discussing. First things first, I will spend. And I've certainly shown you that already. I've made a commitment to the fans, right? And it wasn't a short-term commitment. You know, when I do something, I don't do it halfway, okay? I mean, I, when I'm in, I'm all in. And, uh, you know, I, I don't accept mediocrity well. And so I have a certain high expectations, and, it, and if it requires me to invest in this club, then I'm going to do it. And he has certainly done that so far. In terms of the roster and the guys on it, he goes, I have relationships, and that's how we do things. Other people have said, eh, you shouldn't get that close to the players, and, uh, you know, I would do it differently. And I don't agree with that. Um, I, think there's, I think it's important to have a personal touch. Uh, I think that matters. It shows you care. He was, uh, he spoke for like 20 minutes yesterday, says his wife just like him. You know, my wife feels the same way, and so it's just the way we are, and I'm going to do it my way, so, uh, and it works for me. It's worked in the past, and I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah, he loves Justin Verlander so much so far, he's given him a 10-year extension. <laughs> he's 50, so they got that personal relationship, wants to keep him around. <laughs> what do you get, 40 million, 42 yeah, million, 43, something, like something like that, yeah. 43 million, not too bad, not too bad. So we'll hear from more along the uh, along the way this morning. Yankees captain Aaron Judge talked to the meeting uh, media in Tampa as well, but before he did that, Aaron Boone was at the podium with Bruce Beck. Hmm. Aaron, how do you think Judge will handle the captaincy? Well, don't more. You know, oh. A little more, a little more color. Now give us something. He gives you nothing, which was funny. What are That's... you most looking forward to when you get to heaven, <laughs> Aaron? Yeah, I mean, you could say that Aaron Judge the last couple of years has been the de facto captain already. Sure, you know. So I just because he is named captain, I don't think. Listen, we know what it. this is all about. Right. These guys—they didn't do much in this off season. They're there. They're going through the motions. This is the only thing that's been different is him coming back and getting a C on his jersey. So everybody's asking him about it. And all the players about it. And they got nothing else to talk about. Except Frankie Montas' surgery. That's it. That what is else? true. That, there's not a lot to discuss yet. Games don't start for another few days. But it's the first time we heard from Judge since he got there. I what believe. did he say? Uh, he talked about just being back in Tampa. Yesterday felt kind of like the first day of school, getting a chance to be back here, even though I already knocked out my physical. I didn't have much to do yesterday, but it was good to be back around everybody, see the team, see the guys, check in with guys that, you know, just kind of been talking with on the phone. Can you imagine if you fail a physical? <laughs> Which he didn't, of course. Um, he is <laughs> still... Great. Same injury as Correa. <laughs> Deal canceled. Not, no, no. Uh, still irked by getting bounced in the playoffs, as you can imagine. It bothers me. I think it bothers the group as well. You know, every every year that we don't, you know, finish what we started, you know, it... It wears on us in different ways. And, of course, Boone knows that judges his guy. Him living in the area is a big deal. You know, he's been going to Heinz now for over a month and dragging guys with him and, um, you know, really getting to know different parts of the organization. He's always <clears throat> made it a point to reach out and make younger guys feel a part of this. I have a prediction. Aaron Judge will challenge Barry Bonds' mark this year. 
Really? Mm-hmm. Like, I heard some people say, well, it's 60, he's not going to get 62 again. And why not? He's off now. Yeah, who's the protection in the lineup? It's the same as last year. Okay. Have you heard of Giancarlo Stanton? Yeah. And Anthony Rizzo? Yep. He's got, Riz- Riz- that Rizzo's lineup's got a bad fine. Back. And he had a bad back last year. Yeah. He'll hit 50. He'll hit 50 plus. I think he's going 65 this year. Wow. Man, oh man. So last year, trying to get to the number he got to, I think clearly there was a little bit of pressure there at the end. That's his mark now. True. But there's still pressure once you get there because, like, you, you're now adding like on top this year, of it. But not like this year. You don't think pitchers are going to be pitching around him? They did last year, too. Yeah. Hmm. All right, you're a hater. I got you. I'm not a hater. I think he could go for 65 this year. Why would you say what I'm a hater, think. man? Why would you go there? Well, because you're very combative. Like, well, there's no I think the guy, the I think the, I think the guy's the best. In the, lineup? the guy right now is is the number one athlete in all of New York. He is. There's no question about it. The most popular player in all of New York. Can't argue it. Can't argue it. 65 for Judge coming your way. A radio station right here on the fan. Uh, Knicks and Nets off till Friday, as we know. New York plays in Washington, and the Brooklyn Nets will play in Chicago. I thought that I didn't catch this from Sunday night during the uh, the All Star game. So Draymond Green was part of the broadcast. And Charles Barkley, who's never short on opinions, uh, was very happy to tell Draymond that uh, their run in Golden State, at least this year, is not happening. The Golden State Warriors are cooked. That's last year. No, but we all know you don't know what you're talking about. I didn't say that last year. No, I did not say that last year. You said it every year. No, you said it every year since I've been no, in the league. That's not true. But oh, y'all, this look, crazy. y'all are cooked now. Are we? Yep, y'all are done. They still leave us far ahead of you, boss. Not sure what he meant there, but I thought that was kind of funny. So that was, I guess, when you get these guys together, that uh, you never know what they're going to say. And that was that on Sunday night. The Bucks signed Myers Leonard to a 10-day contract. He's been out of the league almost two years now mm-hmm. for those comments he made on the web stream playing with Call of Duty. Is that yeah, what it was? Some video think? game, yeah. He, so. he claimed he never knew what the word meant. He just had heard it and thought it was a derogatory thing he could say and get away with. Obviously, it was not. And he paid a uh, he paid a price. He was out of league for two years. And this, like I said, is only a 10-day contract. So it doesn't even mean uh, that he may be around long at all. Uh, Rangers last night. for the f- This is amazing. I didn't realize they hadn't lost in regulation since January 19th. Yeah, they lost to the Boston. Man, last night they month. had 51 shots on goal. Yes, except Hellebuck. He was great. Was pretty damn good. Made 50 saves, whereas the Jets found their way into the goal. And the Jets take it back and turn it into the Rangers' zone. Shifley to Connor. The Shifley. Backhander scores. They connect again. That was the second (laughs) of the game. Uh, Rangers lost to the Jets 4-1. Kyle Connor, a goal and two assists, both on the Shifley goals, I believe. Uh, Here was Gerard Gallant. Not great. But not bad either. We didn't play too too terribly. Yeah, no, I was happy with a lot of things, obviously. And uh, it's one of those games. I mean, coming back from a road trip like that and uh, playing with the energy we played with, it's, you know, tough to lose like that. We had 50 shots. But overall, you know, played a good hockey game and didn't win. Not bad. 51 uh, shots on goal. Igor wasn't great. He's going to have to be great in the playoffs. He's going to have to play a lot better than he has played over the last... Oh, I would say probably 10 games. I mean, he's been okay. He's made some big saves, but, you know, last night, 17 shots on goals and four goals. Come on. Yes, you need better for sure. Islanders, meantime, beat the Penguins. Sorry, gave it away to Horvat. Horvat centers. Martin back door for Lee, and he scores! Oh, what a play by Anders Lee! The Islanders' first lead of the night. Yeah, they scored three times in the third period. They win in Pittsburgh 4-2. Brock Nelson scored twice. 
Horvat. How about that pass by Matty Martz? How about that? that, Skill player. Look at who he's out there with last night. Pretty good. Pretty good. So while 4-2 is the final there. Uh, tonight you have the Devils taking on the Canadians. I guess the Islanders get the Jets tomorrow night. And then one other one I meant to write in and I forgot. Greg Olson spoke to a group. I don't know where this was. I think it was in Charlotte somewhere, but I'm not 100% sure. And they asked him about his perspective on his job because of what's going on with Tom Brady. And you just called the Super Bowl, but you know there's so much uncertainty going forward. Here was one of two pieces that uh, he mentioned. I have to compete against quarterbacks and Hall of Famers and all the guys that are coming for the job that I have. Tom Brady, I'm sure you all read those news articles last week. <laughs> but my, my answer every time was, I have all the respect in the world for Tom Brady. I mean, who doesn't, right? Like, he's the greatest. I get it. I understand why they went after him. But I'm not going to roll over and die. I'm not going to roll over. Right? I mean, yeah. yeah. Good for you, man. Yeah. He says he will continue busting his ass. I'm willing to do what these guys are willing to do. And until they kick me out, I'm going to sit there and do it. And uh, maybe he does come and take my job one day. I, I can live with that. I get it. I understand the rules that we all sign up for. I don't ask for anybody's sympathy. It's been awesome. And he will get, uh, as we saw in the report last week, a huge pay cut if that doesn't Ten down happen. to three, right? Yeah, Ten down, down to three. Fine. He'll be fine. Yeah, I know, but it's a 70% pay cut. That sucks. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't agree with that. I don't think that's going to happen. Not to that You point. don't think so? Okay. No. Well, I hope not for him. Hey, back to uh, Matt Martin for a second. Yes. So does, there's a guy reached out that from uh, Pittsburgh who does a Penguins podcast, reached out to me. And he wanted you to go on this Penguins podcast. Hmm. Why? Now, I had to talk Rangers Penguins. I don't know. So, does this tweet that he had last night make you want to go on this podcast more or less? You ready for the tweet? Yeah, sure. He goes, Oh, that all started with Matt Martin acting like an a hole. <laughs> what a surprise. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going on. <laughs> by, by the way, yeah, Matt mixed it up last night. Well, I know. So, I was, I thought maybe you'd, you'd like that, but I wasn't sure. But because he's taking a shot at Matt, you're now out. You are the hockey authority here. I I understand that. I mean, you know, look, all I can tell you, he's got a job to do, and he does it, and he does it, uh, you know, 100% every time. So I don't know what to tell you. You So it's a no. That's a no. Hard no? That's a hard no. Is there a chance? No. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, then he's out. All right, I'll send him the message this morning. Right, <laughs> exactly. It doesn't get back to him already. All right, Jerry, thank you. Okay. Is that is that all? I, I don't know what else you want me to give no, you. No, I just I wasn't going to cut you off if you had anything else. Uh, no, that's, um, that's it. All right, Gore and Gio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. So, Gore did some boomer digging yesterday, talking to some people around the league about whether or not... Aaron Rodgers is still a real possibility for the Jets, and he believes that he is. I'm still holding steadfast on the fact that him choosing the Jets is something that would surprise me. But after hearing Boomer talk to some people, I think that's a little more encouraging because ultimately that's what I want to see happen. And the problem is that Derek Carr is visiting other teams Derek Carr could sign with one of these other teams as the Jets wait around for Aaron Rodgers, and all of a sudden you're on plan C, and that's a big problem, which is something that we all knew was going to be a possibility for Aaron Rodgers when they started this pursuit, because he is not someone who wants to work on somebody else's timetable. So if this happens, and if he becomes a Jets quarterback, this will be absolutely bonkers 
around here. I think if Derek Carr comes, the fan base will be excited. But obviously, if Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback for the last couple years of his career, I mean, you're talking about a team that you want to see in the AFC title game at the very least next year. Well, and just also remember, you know, he's kind of controlling this whole thing. It's not, you know, the Packers are not controlling anything. They're just sitting there waiting for them to, you know, get the go-ahead to go ahead and make a trade. Because they still have him under contract. But before any sort of trade can be made, Aaron will have to modify his contract. Because the Jets aren't going to be able to afford what his present contract is. And, you know, for the for the Packers, there's a two-year out, meaning that he could get out after this year. And then there's like a $24 million cap hit to the Packers. You know, and they're not paying Jordan Love that much money. So they have it all budgeted in. And, you know, they're in love with Jordan Love. And, by the way, Jordan Love has been there for three years. Are they in love with him? Yeah, they are. Interesting. They're, re- they're ready to go with him. And, you know, he's been there for three years. And why is that important? Well, because Zach Wilson's only been here for two years. You know, so sometimes it just takes a little bit more time. And if you do have a guy like Aaron Rodgers sitting there, you have a chance for a guy like Jordan Love. There's no pressure to play him. He has played a little bit. He gets the chance to sit and watch and learn how to become a professional football player. And he watches one of the best ever to do it, do it right in front of his eyes. And then now all he has to do is go out there and try to recreate that. He's a little bit older now, a little bit more uh, proficient in uh, the verbiage of their offense and probably knows it about as well as he's ever going to know it. So things, uh, I think, in terms of Green Bay, you know, they're ready to hand it off to the next guy. So when you say he's in control of this, he could either say, I'm retiring, I'm going to go to the Vegas Raiders, or I... I'm going to go to the Jets. Those three things are a possibility. The yeah. Packers are no longer a possibility. All right. Is there any other landing spot that's a possibility? See my notes? I wrote notes down. Oh, well, look at you. Okay, I wrote notes down, and uh, I started out this morning by telling you that he's already made $305 million, Aaron Rodgers. I told you that Aaron Rodgers needs to request from the Green Bay Packers I want to be traded to the Jets with my buddy Nathaniel yeah, Hackett. I, no, I, I know all that. And if that happens, then he's in control of it. That means Green Bay has no other choice but to send him to the Jets, which tells me that the compensation is not going to be as big as everybody thinks it's going to be. No, yeah, I know. But my, my question is, we know the Raiders, we know the Jets, we know retirement. We know the Packers are out. Is there another landing spot that the Jets are competing against? No. Okay. Well, that's I, good I, Jets, I, per- I, I personally believe that he needs to come out and say, "I want to be traded to the Jets." And once that happens, then that narrows, you know, Green Bay, and Green Bay just wants to get rid of him. That's what I believe. Yeah. You know, they just want him out of there. Just amazing. They'll probably, they'll probably take a bag of balls at this point. All they want to do is have an answer from Aaron because they want to get. See, the other thing too about Green Bay, while they may be tired of all the antics or whatever you want to call it, you know, they also want to be respectful to him and what he's done for that franchise. Yeah. That's kind of like what Seattle tried to do for Russell Wilson. Send him to where he wanted to go. But, you know, that compensation that Seattle received back from Denver is not the comp- uh, com- compensation that the Jets are going to have to give Green Bay. It's just not. So you're telling me in no way, under no scenario, Aaron Rodgers says to the Green Bay Packers, I want to come back and play, and the Green Bay Packers say, okay. I don't think that's the case. I don't. I really don't. All right. I just think that, again, there are a number of things that have to happen here. You know, one of the things that happened that, that may work out in the Jets' favor is that Nathaniel Hackett's here, and obviously Aaron knows the offense, so that's good. The other thing that happens here is that the Jets have a reasonably good team, and I think on offense there are a number of really good players there that uh, a guy like Aaron Rodgers or Derek Carr, for that matter, would be excited about playing with. Um, 
the fact that it's a two-year window for Aaron Rodgers basically suits the Jets even better than Derek Carr, assuming that Aaron Rodgers will modify his contract that may be less than uh, Derek Carr would be, and it would be for less years, therefore giving Zach Wilson a chance to grow and watch, kind of like Jordan Love did out in Green Bay, and maybe give him the reins in two years from now. Let's go. I mean, that, that to me is like the panacea for the Jets. That would be the perfect situation for them. Let's go to Chad Tampa. What's going on, Chad? Hey, guys. How are you doing? Good morning. Great, man. So, with all due respect, Boom, I, I, I find that a little crazy on what you're saying about Zach. Now, I, I know the Jets and the organization have been saying the correct things about him, but they had to. I mean, what are they going to say? No, we want to trade him. Uh, they've been saying the right things. I mean, they said the right things about Jamal Adams, and then he was shipped out. So, I, I mean, if the Jets are going to make it, listen, if the Jets really felt they had something special in Zach, uh, they wouldn't be going out looking for a quarterback for multiple. Hey, multiple. Hey, Chad, let me let me just explain something about Jamal Adams. He became a royal pain in the ass here. That, no, Zach I, I Wilson's not becoming that. a pain in the ass. I mean, Zach I Wilson. That, but, he, but even having said that, even though he was a pain in the ass, they still, you know, when they asked uh, Douglas and they asked different uh, people in the organization, everybody said, oh, you know, he's going to be here for years. We want to sign him long term. But my point is, let's say they bring in even an Aaron Rodgers. They're not going to trade picks for Aaron Rodgers with the hopes that he would be here one year. If he comes, any quarterback that they sign is at least here for two years. And and if they sign Carr, we're talking four to five years. Right. So, I think, I think we're all on the same gonna, page. But listen, they're not going to pick up Zach's fifth-year option, which means he has two years left. What is he going to do? For, for Even if he's here for two years, he'll be a free agent. They're not going to re- re-sign him at that point or pick up his fifth-year option. So it, I don't believe that. You know, I know they're saying the right things, but if they, it's different if you already have a franchise quarterback and then you draft one to sit behind that person because you know maybe they only have a few years left, like they did with Rodgers when they had Favre, or what they did with Love when they had when they already had Rodgers. Um, but I mean, let's be real: if they if they bring in a quarterback for multiple years, by the time Zach's two years are, are done, he's gone. So. If you really believe they had something special, they wouldn't be going out and looking for another quarterback for multiple years, potentially even four or five. I mean, Zach's done in New York. He's done. Well, I mean, for maybe maybe you as a fan, he's done. But for the team, he's not done. That's all I'm saying. I'm, and, and I'm not arguing your point because you feel that way about the quarterback that they drafted. I'm just telling you, they don't feel that way. They, they see something special in him, and I know it's hard for you guys to hear me say that. I'm just telling you what they see. I'm not telling you what I see. I'm telling you what they see. And they don't want to give up on him yet. And maybe the best-case scenario is to have Aaron Rodgers come here for one or two years and show Zach Wilson how to play the, the, how to play the position, especially in this offense, and give him time to grow up still. Yeah, but I go back to that same question about if Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to be a Jet and it's Derek Carr and you got to give him four years or five years, then what? Then it's a diff- then it's a different story. Okay, then, then it's a, a completely then different story. But then again, I don't think Derek Carr is going to want to come here under those circumstances. And again, you're going to have to pay him more money longer term. I'm just I'm giving you why how I think Aaron Rodgers would be able to come here. And remember, he he has got to modify his contract significantly, and then he's got to go in there and he's got to say to Woody, I'll modify my contract, I'll take less money, much like Aaron, uh, Tom Brady did for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but you have to tell me that you're going to go out there and spend the money and free agency and draft guys that are going to make sure that 
you know, we have a real chance to win here and let your GM do his job. And Aaron Rodgers did say that on McAfee where he knows that his contract is so pro- prohibitive that he's going to have to rework yeah, it. Yeah, he knows way. that. Yeah, but he's got to, he's got to, look, he's got to come here for 60 to 70 million for two years. And then the Jets have some flexibility. Then they can start doing things. Now they still have to pay Quinn and Williams. There's other things that they still have to do here. Um, but they're, they're, they, they can do things with his contract where they can guarantee him a certain amount of money. That is realistic money, by the way. So I'm not sitting here saying that it's Joe Burrow $50 million money. Sure. But it's going to be something that's going to be significant. If you tell, if I tell you it's 60 million over two years or 70 million over two years, that's significant money, but it gives the Jets some flexibility to continue to build around him and make the team even better. I mean, that's if you're 39 years old, you want to go to a team that you know is ready to win. That's why Tom Brady wanted to go play for Bruce Arians in Tampa. He knew that all that team was missing was a quarterback. And he went down there and he didn't sign for, you know, $50 million a year. He took so much less money in order to keep that team together so he could win. You're telling me there's a chance that Daniel Jones makes more money next year than Aaron Rodgers? Yes. <laughs> Come on. Uh, Jeff and Jericho, what's going on, Jeff? Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Um, you know, the one thing I would say that everyone could agree on regarding quarterback situation is that someone different had to be there. I think people forget that 20 years ago, Aaron Rodgers sat in the wings for three or four years, I think, you know, learning under Brett Favre. And, Boomer, I'll just say that uh, I was more in favor of Derek Carr as a long-term solution, but... Uh, if the compensation is much decreased, as you've heard, I might have missed part of it. I think then it's reasonable, so you're not mortgaging so much of the future. And if you truly believe that there's hope with Zach Wilson, um, which is what I was hoping for myself, that he could learn, then I'm all for any of these two scenarios, but I'm more open to the Aaron Rodgers thing as you discussed a few minutes ago. Yeah, I, and the reason the reason the compensation is not going to be as significant as everybody thinks it is is because Aaron's going to say to Green Bay, I want to just go to the Jets if, that, if, in fact, he does that. I just want to go to the Jets. In other words, he's going to say, I'm either retiring, I'm either playing with you and I'm going to make you make, pay me the money, which that's not going to happen, or I want to go to the Jets. You're not, you're not getting the Jets and the Raiders... You know, and by the way, listening to David Carr talk about Derek Carr's year with Josh McDaniels, what an effing nightmare mm. that was for Derek Carr. Yeah. Holy crap. I had no idea yeah. that Josh McDaniels, according to David Carr, talking about his brother and his experience under Josh McDaniels, how Josh McDaniels controlled everything offensively and didn't let. Derek do what he wanted to do at the line of scrimmage, which I, is so bizarre to me, especially when you have a veteran quarterback of, De, of Derek Carr's stature. Yeah, well, Josh McDaniels has never proven that he could be a great head coach. So, I mean, it's not that surprising to me that he was a disaster. I mean, hopefully hearing that makes Aaron Rodgers not want to go to play for Josh McDaniels and the Raiders. Uh, well, I, I again, I, I, uh, I, I just get the feeling like now, all of a sudden, I, said, I, did, I did not think this until this morning, you know, or yesterday, I should say. Yeah. I didn't think that, you know, that he would want to, that Aaron would want to come here and play in New York. But then, you know, I, I, the more and more I think about it, and the more, again, he's going to have to modify his compensation for himself, his contract. He's going to have to modify it significantly. 
You know, I, it's just he can't make that kind of money and come here. And then and then he's in the same situation that he's in Green Bay. He's making all the money, and then he has to play out of his mind in order to win. From Bill Ford Talk Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. Some more Daniel Jones talk yesterday as a lot of people writing how one of these tags could be the better way to go to keep Daniel Jones, but I just totally disagree with that. Because if you tag him, all of that's guaranteed, and that takes away the tag that you could use on Saquon Barkley, which is a much cheaper tag, and you could have those two guys stay together. So if you end up tagging Daniel Jones, a fully guaranteed contract, hinders your ability to build the roster up around him and build the defense up, and then Saquon Barkley essentially becomes a free agent at that point if you can't work out a deal with him on your terms. So to me, that's not a good scenario. Yes, you'll keep Daniel Jones, fine, but... Is that really the way you want to go? Isn't it amazing how many decisions that these guys have to make? Yeah. I mean, every year it's just nonstop. And you go from the Jet quarterback situation to what you would believe would be the Giants' stability at quarterback. And now all of a sudden, with Daniel changing agents and everything else, and the money being what it is going to be at, uh, at that position, uh, Daniel's sitting in a really, you know, kind of a unique spot. I'll put it that way. I don't know uh, if he's on the open market. He's going to be getting that kind of money. I, I don't. I don't. I don't think so. But I could be wrong. But it's it's like you know what's going to happen here. There are going to be guys that are going to be available for trade. I believe, and the quarterback market's going to be flooded again uh, with certain guys. You know, maybe Lamar Jackson's in the middle of all this. That's why you know if I'm Derek Carr, I got to make my decision. I got I got to get my seat, and I got to and I got to get. Get going with my new team. And I do know that if Derek Carr ended up signing with the Jets, he would move the Florham Park tomorrow and he'd be living at the uh, facility. I know that that's how much all in he would be. Yeah, which is great, but it also doesn't make him a better quarterback than Aaron Rodgers. No, there's very few players that are better than Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I know that you want, I don't know, it's just the, the, you want to tell me that Josh Rutanis was a disaster and I believe it, but. You could also look at it organizationally that they looked in their division and their conference and said, this guy's not good enough to get it done. And the Jets are going to give that same guy a four or five year deal to max out in the divisional round. That's why he needs it. I I personally think that he needs to go to the NFC South if he can. Yeah. And I, you know, if he could get the Carolina and Frank, that would be the perfect spot for him. But then again, like I do not know whether or not Carolina wants to go down that road again or do they want to draft one of these three kids at the top of the NFL draft. That, is that's Frank still point. freezing you out? Yes. Still? <laughs> My Lord. This is probably the longest you've gone without yeah, talking to There's them. a lot of people involved here with each other. You know, like the Jets and Derek Carr, maybe him and the Saints. And I mean, everybody's involved with each other right now. Man, if I were Frank, I'd want a rookie to get my hands on him and, and just develop him from the beginning. That's so what I would That's going to most likely either be C.J. Stroud or Will Levis from Kentucky, assuming that nobody jumps up in front of them. With a trade, or maybe they trade up to number one and they go get Bryce Young. Maybe. That is a possibility. Now, I I just, I don't get the thought process of Aaron Rodgers if he is in the the driver's seat. He is. Like, if so, if he's driving this bus and he wants to go to an NFC team, what happens then? No, they, 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 they would say no to that. 
Okay, and they, then they, he the, would the say, perfect, okay. The, the perfect situation. Then I'll for, show up and you got to pay me. But, but the perfect situation for Green Bay is to trade him to the Jets. His buddy Nathaniel Hackett is here. I mean, it's 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 too easy. It's too it's it's it makes too much sense. But again, assuming he's got to modify his contract, the compensation is not going to be that great from the Jets to the Packers. Maybe there's a conditional pick if they do have some sort of amazing success. Um, and and it also affords the Jets to keep Zach Wilson. Well, let me just walk. That, you that's through. why it makes way no, too much sense. No, I know. I get that. Let's just walk you through it. So let's just say Aaron Rodgers is clarity, and I want to go to X team in the NFC, and I have to go there. And he says to the Packers, listen, I've done a lot for you. I need you to trade me to an NFC team. And you said before that the Packers want to do right by him because he's been a pain in the ass, but he's delivered a ton to that organization and that fan base. And he says, okay, I, this is where I want to go. I don't want to go to the AFC. I want to go here. The AFC is loaded. I want to go to this division. I want to go to this team. And they say no. And Aaron Rodgers says, okay, fine. I'll just stay on the roster and you got to pay me this exorbitant amount of money. Yeah, no, he knows he'd have to modify his contract there too. I mean, I, I look, it's just a matter of time before he comes out of the darkness retreat. And we can make fun of it all we want. But, the, you know, at the end of the day, he's going to say, look, it's time for me to move on. And if he does that, you know, the Jets make perfect sense for everybody involved. And I, I didn't think that initially. Um, and now I'm, I'm, the more we get into this and the more I start thinking about the different scenarios that are out there is, is the more I'm starting to think that this is what's going to happen. Well, I think it's the perfect scenario for the Jets. I don't know if it's the perfect scenario for Aaron Rodgers. So they have a good team. Mm -hmm. If he were on this team last year, they probably would have won four, at least four more games. Um, and they would have been right in the thick of the playoffs. And, you know, they, I'm telling you, they, they're, they're willing to spend. I know that for a fact. I know they're willing to spend. But if they're going to spend, that means they're going to have to modify his contract. You know, and that's why I keep saying the, the, the blueprint for this is Brady to the Bucks. Sure. And he then he left, he left an NFC team, AFC team, went to an NFC team. He tried to get himself to Miami. That's why Miami lost their draft pick this year. That's right. Steven Ross and the tampering and everything else. Uh, let's go to Sean, who is on Long Island. What's going on, Sean? Uh, not a great start to the week here with Boomer's um, recent attitude flip. I'm a diehard Bills fan, and, and I was wrestling my laurels there with, with uh, Boomer past few weeks with him kind of poo-pooing the Rodgers to the Jets, and I was finding a lot of peace in that and um now this morning it's kind of turned my world upside down that you really feel like i think boomer's dead set on the fact that he's going to be going to the jets and that makes me terrified that's number one number two i think there's i do think there's other teams that are going to sneak up here that could come into play though and i think for example lamar's out of baltimore that's going to open up that seat they're not going to be drafting anybody so you'd have to think maybe Carl waits it out to see if he can go over there. I mean, the new OC that they got, I think, is more inclined to work better with a car as opposed to Lamar. Um, who knows if Rodgers becomes an option for the Ravens at that point, too. What about the Steelers? you think the Steelers are dead no. set on Kenny Pickett? No, no, no I don't think that he's a, he's a possibility there. I, I would be very surprised if the Steelers No, they're, no, they're married to Kenny Pickett right now. Yeah. At least right now they are. And they'll see. see they saw, look, what Mike uh, Tomlin did at the end of last year with Kenny Pickett and that defense and offense, I mean, he was a they were amazing. Yeah, to make sure he didn't have a losing record again. That's exactly right. So I, I don't. Aaron Rodgers is. I, I believe if I had if I had to sit here right now and make a prediction, and and maybe two weeks ago I, I probably said the same thing, and now I now I'm changing my mind. 
I think that he's either a Jet or he's retired. So when he doesn't go to the Jets, what do you say? I was telling you all along that he's I not just, going to the Jets. Are you no, saying no, I, was, I, I think now I, I came in this morning. I talked to you about yeah. all of this, and I'm, I'm thinking now, and, and I'm, I'm taking a lot of assumptions here. They're, and you know, I'm talking about a man's money, and I don't want to ever, you know. But he's in order to be realistic about coming here, he's going to have to modify his contract significantly, assuming that he gets assurances from Woody Johnson. That they're gonna spend money in free agency. Yeah, like I, like I'm not coming in here and, and you know saying to Woody, okay, look, I, yeah, I want to come play for the Jets, and you know you're, I'm gonna take thirty million a year for the next two years, guarantee me sixty million, we'll call it a day, and put some bonuses in there if I, you know, if, we, if I'm all pro or if I we make the playoffs or we make the Super Bowl, put some bonuses in there, whatever. You can do all that stuff. But by the way, I'm not coming here and taking that much less money if you are not turning around and putting it into the team. The Boomer and Geo phrase of the day, modify his contract. Modify the contract. Let's go to Greg in Rahway. What's going on, Greg? Hey, good morning, fellas. How you doing? All right, Greggy, what's happening? I wouldn't sign Jones. If he wants that $45 million or whatever he wants, if he can't take 30 and uh, work with the Giants to the heck with him, let him go put Tyrod Taylor in there. He, play, he can do the same thing Jones did last year. Yeah, I don't know problem. about that. I mean, Tyrod's had his issues staying healthy. He's he's a bit older. I do like Tyrod as a player, yeah, but I don't think he could do the same thing Daniel Jones did. As long as you don't stick him with a needle like San Diego huh. did. But, Good point. Uh, no, nah, just let the guy go. I mean, you can get another quarterback someplace else. I mean, just work with the defense and offensive line. Put all your money over there and forget these quarterbacks. They're making too much. <laughs> these guys ain't worth it. Yeah, Greg, it doesn't work that way. You can't forget the quarterback in the NFL, man. It's the most I, important I would, position. I would, I would also say, like, you know, how we're talking about Aaron Rodgers understanding what the Jets need to do uh, salary cap-wise and how to kind of fit him in so they can spend money in other areas to beef up, you know, the offensive line. That's really what the number one thing that they'll have to do and maybe – Maybe add a defensive uh, lineman or two. But I, I just, you know, if you're Daniel Jones, you, you got to get what you can get. I understand that. But I also understand that he's in the perfect offense for him. He's got the perfect coaching staff. Man, if he if, if he's going to hold out for that kind of money, then he is basically going to be playing with nobody again. Yeah, yeah, because he'll end up getting tagged or he'll they'll give him that contract, which I don't think that they will. And then, I mean, I know the salary cap goes up, and that is a factor in these negotiations from the player and the agent side. Up to $225 million per team this year. But there's no way Daniel Jones is getting anywhere near that on the open market. $45 million a year. There's that's, no why, way. that's why you put that, that tag on it that allows them to go negotiate with other teams. And if another team really wants it bad enough and you get two first-round picks back, then you'll let them walk if you can't afford them. Yeah, I mean, I, I have a hard time seeing him somewhere else. So do I. Mean, that's a hard. It's a really hard thing to, to imagine. But there's going to be other teams out there that are going to be. If, if this is not working out well for the Giants, and the Giants don't want to guarantee him that full franchise tag number, there's going to be teams out there that are interested in him. Not at forty five million dollars a year, but the, if, if the Ravens don't have Lamar Jackson, if the Raiders don't have a replacement for Derek Carr, yeah, they're then, not paying him forty five million. Well, I just said that. Yes, I know they wouldn't pay him forty five million a year. Was how I would preface that. And my, you know, my thing is, I. I as much as I appreciate what Daniel did this year, I really don't want my quarterback running for 700 yards. I don't want him to be exposed like that. I need to make him a last for 17 games a season. Hmm. You know, give me 350 yards and key first downs and keep the ball moving and win games. 
give me 43 to 4,600 yards passing. Give me 35 touchdown passes. That's what I want. Yeah, but he was able to run for all that yardage and stay healthy last year. Smarter. Yeah. Didn't take a lot of hits, but again, you're asking a lot. I mean, I'm, well, especially with the, the weapons around him last year. And I'm telling you, dude, you, you are asking a lot for these quarterbacks. I mean, Lamar Jackson hasn't made it through the last two seasons. Yep. Well, he's out. He doesn't protect himself nearly as much as he should be protecting himself. Right. Georgie in Manhattan. What's happening, Georgie? Boomer. Yes. Yo, big fans. I love you guys. Thank you. I want to bring in Aaron Rodgers. I want it to be our Mark Messier moment of 1994 where a legend comes into this city, wins us at that point a cup and an NFL championship for the New York Jets. I want to see, you know, Canyon of Heroes and put Aaron Rodgers up on our, uh, Mount Rushmore of legends. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what everybody yeah, wants I, to see. I, I, yeah, that I'm would with be you. great. If it could happen, I think it would be great. I'm with this. Is I've been wanting this. I just don't believe it will happen, but this is exactly what I want to see. For all the reasons. And I'm not a guy that believes that he's not going to be able to handle the New York media. I think it's going to be perfect for it. He doesn't care. Like, you know, he pretends like he cares about it and it bothers him, but he really doesn't. Because he moves on and then does all this stuff with his life. He has fun with it. He enjoys it. I would think that if he came to the Jets, his McAfee show would be worth even more money. Oh, I'm sure. Right? Yeah, I, I am sure. Yeah. Think of all the eyeballs. Hey, Michael in Bayville. Michael, what's happening? Hey, what's up, fellas? Hey. You know, you guys are talking like we got to get Rodgers over here if, as long as he takes a pay cut and stuff. And you're openly admitting that there's no way that Jones will make the $45 million routine. Why aren't we just going after somebody like Jones since Rodgers doesn't even seem to be speaking to his agent? He's been locked in a cubbyhole for two, you know, two weeks. Yeah, I don't see Daniel Jones so, well, being an option yeah, for the Jets. Yeah, no way. I, there's no way. And you're going to sit here and tell me that if he wanted $45 million a year from the Giants, you think the Jets want to pay him $45 million a year? Of no, course not. No, that's what I'm, no, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Nobody will pay Jones. Forty-five million, but you're saying if you can get Rodgers to take a pay cut, he's going to have to. He's not going to make fifty-nine million dollars in a signing bonus from the Jets. I know, but then as long as he takes the pay cut, the Jets can, you know, get other players that they need. If they could get Jones for that same price and still get the other players, why wouldn't they be trying to do that? Talking to Jones' new agent. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen, Michael. That's uh, I think Daniel Jones is probably looking for a five-year deal, and he's looking for big money. There's no way the Jets are going after Daniel Jones. If I told you that Daniel Jones got five years, okay, okay. $200 million. Five, 200 What would you say to that? Uh, I still think it's too much. Yeah. I mean, it's just too much. I mean, I, I don't know, man. I, I would offer him right around where the franchise tag is. That's Everybody, what I would You know, look, look at year. Yeah, like $32 million, Yeah, actually. That, that's what Which I... Still, that's still a lot of money. I know it's a ton of money for him, especially coming into this season where no one expected him to have a good year. Except maybe him and Brian Dable. Well, somebody's in his ear. That's oh, for sure. sure. Yeah, yeah, well, this is, this is cash in time, man. This is it. This is your spot. This is where you got to land the helicopter on the helipad and you can't screw up. Hi, Bull and Gio on the fan and CBS Sports Network. We've got another Jerry Recco update happening here, which is today much needed, even though there's nothing to really tell us about because 
I need to sit here and recover during these segments. Uh, yeah. Recharge my battery. Woof. I hear you. Um, we'll do similar stuff this hour. Next hour, I started just looking into this Mike Clevenger situation. Uh, yeah. yeah, they had him on Parkins and Spiegel. Had the, oh, the accuser on Parkins and Spiegel, and right? he's now suing the station. That's right. Or yeah. I, no, he's threatening to sue the station. He said, my he's, lawyers are going to be in touch. Yeah, very interesting. So I'm just kind of going through all that sound now for next hour. Those are your guys uh, there, Boomer. Yes, that's who I do. A, uh, a Wednesday, was Wednesday uh, afternoon hit with them during the football season. Yeah, you weren't the accuser, right? No. Oh, okay. Make it sure because I know you go on with them all the time. Yeah, I talk Bears football. All right, very good. Bears football. Bear, bears football, not Bears. And we are brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com. Just a couple more from David Carr on his brother Derek Carr, who is already visited with the uh, the Saints. Now he spent the weekend with the Jets. Impressions of Rob Sala. Pretty good so far. Here was Carr and his brother. Yeah, Derek had a great trip. So he went there to, to get a feel for how they work, you know, from the top down. And mm-hmm. Everyone he met, and we knew he would love Robert Sala. I've known yeah. Robert for a while. MJ knows Robert. He's fantastic, and they hit it off, and they they would love to work together. And we'll see if that does happen. That said, the Jets, not exactly a slam dunk. But there's a lot of questions that have to be asked. You know, he has to, he has to find out how the inner workings of, obviously, the front office works. But then also, I think the most important thing for him as a veteran quarterback, what is it going to be like as an offensive play caller and a quarterback in that relationship? Todd Downing is there. He has a relationship with Todd. Nathaniel Hackett is also there. So how does all that work? Do you think the name Aaron Rodgers came up during the visit? Had to have. There's no way. If I'm, if I'm Derek Carr, I am making sure I, I vet every single situation with this team. And I think that the name Zach Wilson and the name Aaron Rodgers got to come up in the first 10 minutes of the conversation. My yeah. Mike White. That's right. Mike White, too. <laughs> Mike White, too. Mike yeah. White. Legend no, of Mike White. No, but I, definitely <laughs> the, the discussion about Zach Wilson was had. No, you would think it would have had to have. You know, the other thing, too, is, you know, if Derek Carr comes here next year and he gets hurt and they go, you know, they win five games, guess what? You're looking at a whole new coaching staff. I'm <laughs> telling you right now. So, I, I mean, you know, if, if I personally, if it's me and I'm Derek Carr, I think I'm looking for a place where I, I can definitely get a four to five year commitment. I got a new, like, Carolina would be great. Um, they got a new coach. Anybody, you know, Tampa would be great. They got a new coach. Dennis Allen was his coach. Uh, you know, down at New Orleans, he's not going anywhere. Right. So those places, I don't know about Tampa, but I, I think that both Carolina and uh, the Saints, if he has those opportunities, would be much more, I think, open to longer-term contracts and more commitment to him. From the time Bill Belichick resigned and didn't take the head coaching job, wound up going to New England. How many coaches have the Jets had? Because right. you just say that, like a new head coach, like, oh, my God. Oh, let's go, one. let's just go, let's, let's have some fun. I'm well, let's name one, all right? I got Al Groh. Al Groh, I'll go Herm Edwards. Um, I have it in front of me, so. I'll go Rex Ryan. Eric Mangini. I'll go Rob Sala. Todd Bowles. I think you're only missing one. Uh, we are missing one. Was uh, I got it. You want me to say it? You yeah, want to get beat badly with this? That's well, fine. no, you were relatively even until now. You're up one. This until would now. be for the win. Norovirus and all kicking your ass. Uh, all right, bring it on. Adam Gase. Yeah. Adam Gase. Yeah. So they've had since Parcells <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six, seven coaching regimes. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. It's pathetic is what it is. Well, that, that's why this, this particular decision for this particular position is basically, you know, going to determine who's going to be here. I, you know, look, you, you can imagine what this fan base is going to be like if they have another losing record. And the longest tenured one was? Longest tenured out of all of them? Rex? Rex Ryan. Yeah. Rex was six years. 
everyone else was two or three, and Grow was one, as we know. Was that more or less but head coach chose to leave himself? Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, that's fair, Virginia. but it was just another head coach that came and went. Yeah. However, so Rex was six. Walt Michaels was five or six. I'm trying to think. I mean, was Joe Coslet Walton was four or five? Yeah, Coslet was four. Four. Four years. Uh, yeah. Pete Carroll, one year. Pete Carroll, one year. Uh, Ninety four. Two. Two. Yeah. Parcells, three. Herm Edwards. No, no, hold on, hold on. What? Bill Belichick, like one day. Half hour. <laughs> <laughs> so he wrote it on a napkin. Yeah, wow. Yeah, I resigned at the HT of the NYJ. Unbelievable. Anyhow, uh, you also talk about Lamar Jackson and his uh, Instagram posts. Who knows what that means going forward for him in Baltimore, if he is in Baltimore going forward. Uh, in Tampa, Aaron Boone and Aaron Judge met the media. And here was Boone. So how do you think your big guy is going to handle the captaincy? I think, I think the differences will be subtle. You know, I think it's just another year in his evolution as a leader. Um, obviously, it's now accompanied with, um, you know, a, a, a title that means a lot to this organization. And the one thing that he likes in terms of having Judge here, uh, that whole season last year was about the future. Well, there's no uncertainty anymore. We know now for certain, and he knows now for certain that this is his home for the next nine years, for the rest of his career. Um, maybe you'll see a subtle ratchet up of you know how he goes about things, how he leads. And here he is, meaning Judge. We got work to do. Let's go get it. One of the main reasons why I wanted to come back and work in Tribes is we had a lot of unfinished business here, so you know, looking forward to you know, this, this new role, but I don't think a lot of stuff doesn't change for me. You know, it, it got me in this position, and I just got to keep keep focusing on that and keep pushing forward. 65 home runs. Let's go. Let's go get it. Uh, meantime, Mets owner Steve Cohen was in Port St. Lucie on Monday, as he is every day this time of year. He spoke to the media, so he was asked this question. Would anything less than a World Series title be a disappointment for you? You know how hard it is to get, to get into the World Series, right? I mean, as we saw last year, right? So the only thing right, you can do well, is, is put yourself in a position right, where good things can happen. Yeah, make the playoffs. The team's got to be healthy. It's got to be rested. <laughs> it's got to be raring to go. And then you let the chips fall with them. It is one of those catchwords that everybody seems Why to use. Why did that start happening? I don't know, but I think it might have something to do with the fact that those guys never get talked back to and people just sit there and nod at them, so they have to fill the space with something, so it's right. And then they pay for it, it's like, right, yeah, right. But everyone say? does it, though, now. Yeah, it's pathetic. It happens a lot. Uh, here was, because this was interesting, so what about an extension for Pete Alonso? Right. Yeah, okay, thank you. Okay, I'm going to yeah. let Billy handle that, and, and uh, obviously at the right time, you know, we'll figure out what to do. Pete's a tremendous player, and the fans—he's a fan favorite. You know, listen—he just got, he just came in. I think he lost 15, 20 pounds, and you know, in shape, and and uh, he's a great ball player. He lost fifteen, right. twenty pounds. <laughs> uh, him and him and Vogelback, Vogelback, man, Alonso. I'll tell you what. We got two NJ diet boys. And then we got Gio over here down 26 pounds. Yeah, I was going to say, Vogelback had a lot more to lose than me, and I did it in like a month and a half, and he only lost that in, what, the entire offseason? Not really committed. <laughs> Still got a big head. Vogelback. Still got a big everything. Uh, you know, it's more health is related. I mean, he's not going to... He's just exactly gonna, he's not, the same. You think? Yes, exactly the same. I'd have to see him side by side in the uniform to say that. It's sitting in the golf cart, not fair. He looks like he's about to dig for truffles with his nose. <laughs>
then there's Buck Showalter. He was asked about Justin Verlander hitting the ripe old age of 40. He says, all right, he's a vet. You can still learn new things, though, at your uh, advanced ages in this game. We also learned some things about what not to do for some people, managers, coaches, whatever. So you learn from everybody and realize that you know it's, nobody's got all the answers. Somebody comes in trying to reinvent the wheel and think that something's never been done. It has. It has. Okay. Well, we'll hear from him again tomorrow because there's... Pretty much the only thing going on. <laughs> right. Uh, games to st- right. Uh, games to start coming up this weekend in baseball, and I'll have the Clevenger stuff for you next hour. Charles- right. <laughs> Charles Barkley was on Jimmy Kimmel last night. couple of things here. Number one, talking about the Phoenix Suns getting Kevin Durant as he lands there. Well, I think it's going to be great. It's great for our city. Uh, Kevin's a great player. Mm-hmm. We got Devin Booker, Chris Paul, DeAndre Aiden. I worried a team. I, I worried about our depth on the bench. All right, well, they'll figure that out. The other one, and this made me think of Boomer and Al specifically, this was Barkley talking about uh, his time in Phoenix. It was the greatest thing ever happened to me because now I live there. Because, uh-huh. you know, when you, when you go into uh, NBA City, especially I'm in the East, I go to Phoenix for like one day, maybe two at the most, then you're out. So you really don't get a chance to see the city or anything like that. And when I got traded there, I was like, yeah, I'm never leaving here. I thought that about you when you were on the plane staring at the uh, the beautiful sunshine and the desert, but we are back here. And then one other one, he was asked how tight the guys are at TNT, meaning the crew, uh, when you get to the holiday season. Will, um, like, your, your, your co-workers get you Christmas, I mean, birthday presents for your 60th? Like, will Ernie and Ernie Kenny and Kenny will probably do something nice and thoughtful. Okay. And Shaq is probably going to do what he do every Christmas, give us stuff that he's endorsing. <laughs> I thought that was actually kind of funny. <laughs> Anyhow, all right. Uh, Knicks and Nets don't play until Friday. You got the Knicks in Washington. The Nets will be in Chicago. Myers Leonard back. He signs with the Bucks. Ten-day contract. has been out of the league for almost two years. Had an anti-Semitic store on a web stream back then. Rangers, Jets last night at the Garden. And a rare sight. The Rangers losing in regulation. <laughs> Broken up by Hedl. Center. Connor shoots and scores. Uh, They would win 4-1 as they beat the Blue Shirts. The great Sam Rosen on MSG. Mark Shifley with two goals. Kyle Connor a goal and two assists. And your guy Hellbuck. Hellebuck with 50 50 saves on 51 shots. Here was Vincent Trocek. Give him some credit. He stopped everything. Yeah, I mean, he's obviously a world-class goalie over there, so you you tip your hat. Uh, Every once in a while, you run into a goalie that's standing on his head, and tonight he did that a little bit. And take a lot of a lot of things away from this game that were positive so um just gotta look forward to the next one and then you get used to it this usually happens you know when the opposing goaltenders come into new york it hasn't happened as much this year as it has in the past because i think the offensive uh, nature of the rangers is just so overwhelming at times but last night he just had a great night and he's a former Vesna trophy winner it's the garden it is. It's the guard. He's uh, the best out in most goalies. Rangers were 8-0-2 in their last 10 first regulation loss since January 19th. And the Islanders doubled up the Penguins. Penguins send it down the far boards, right side for pinching Dumoulin. And then around the rim they go to the near side, but can't hold it in. It's at center. Kui, two-on-one for the Islanders. Nelson, right wing over the Penguin line. He's got Palmieri with him. Shoot, he scores! Yeah, your guy Chris King on Islanders Radio. Brock Nelson, not one but two goals as the Isles...
Beat the Penguins 4-2. <laughs> Bo Horvat and Anders Lee score as well. 44 saves for Ilya Sorokin. Uh, three goals in the third for the Isles does the trick. Islanders and Jets tomorrow, and the Devils take on the Canadians tonight. Lamar Jackson and what he is looking for as far as a contract goes. He was doing that Instagram story stuff, that passive-aggressive nonsense these players do now. Every single one of them does it. It's just absolutely embarrassing for them. They think that they are sending a message. All they're doing is sending a message that they're immature. And he did this where he's talking about, you know, you, whatever, the love. He's not getting the love back that he puts in and yada, yada, yada. And this has been ugly since the end of the season. And I want to know if Lamar Jackson is looking for a guaranteed contract like that of Deshaun Watson, which has been reported. John Harbaugh, one of the more respected men in the game, might think that he could have played at the end of the season and did not. Mm -hmm. And this is a guy who gets hurt and predominantly runs. And you know what happens to those guys as they get older in the NFL? Who's giving him that contract? Well, you know, they offered him supposedly $133 million guaranteed along with a five-year deal. I believe it was. And he didn't want that. He wanted exactly what Deshaun Watson got. And I can understand his argument because he was an MVP and he's an exciting player. And I just, I just from sitting where I sit and see what I see, I, I, I would not be surprised if they trade him. And I keep saying Atlanta, Atlanta, Atlanta. It makes the most sense. And, you know, Arthur Blank, you want to sell tickets, you want to sell skyboxes, you want to sell sponsorship to your building, sign Lamar Jackson to a five-year. Maybe you don't have to go as much as uh, uh, as Deshaun Watson, but, man, I'll tell you, it'd be, it would be an unbelievable fit for him. I don't know if they want Lamar. That's another story. But I, to me, anyway, where I sit, I, that, that's like the team. And then, you know, now you're Baltimore, what do you do? And that's where maybe Derek Carr comes in there. I don't know. You know, that could maybe Derek Carr's waiting for that. I don't know. There's all sorts of stuff going on behind the scenes that we don't know about. But man, I I I, I gotta believe that John Harbaugh and, and the uh and the Baltimore Ravens think that Lamar Jackson has quit on them twice. Well, if that's the case, then there's no way he's coming back. And uh, that Instagram story yesterday was indicative of that. Now he, I, I, he needs an agent, man. He just gotta right, get himself an agent. That's silly. Absolutely silly. But if you want short-term season tickets, excitement around the fan base, when there hasn't been a ton of excitement around the fan base with the Atlanta Falcons, you would definitely get that. But over the long haul, as a football decision. Giving him a five-year, fully guaranteed max type of deal. They're not doing it. I mean, that would be insanity. Right. That's why a guy like Ryan Tannehill could work in Baltimore. Oof. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. You know how many yards Daniel Jones ran for this year? Yeah, over 700. Over 700 yards. Do you know how many yards Derek Carr has ran for in his nine seasons? 390. 840. Oh, okay. So it gives you a perspective that Derek Carr is a pocket passer, and that's it. Yeah. Well, you know, he's not going to, and, and I know it's frustrating for coaches that he just won't run with the ball. I mean, just doesn't like to run with the ball. And I, you know, listen, I'm all about staying in the pocket too, but in this day and age, like, People are saying, uh, yesterday I heard on the station a couple callers like, you know, what about the Giants and Derek Carr? And I'm like, there's no way that Derek Carr fits that offense that Brian Dayball and Mike Kafka are running for uh, Daniel Jones. 
Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of guys that played last year that were just pure pocket guys who didn't run. Tom Brady, Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr. Those guys right off the top of my head. Just, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, true. Aaron Rodgers as well. Um, so those guys right off the top of my head. Now, Derek Carr and Kirk Cousins are sort of like the same type of player. Right. And Tom Brady, obviously the greatest of all time. And then you've got you know Aaron Rodgers, one of the greatest of all I, time as well. I, I would say that Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert... They remind me of more pocket passers, even though they are athletic enough, and they will run. They will run. They will yeah. take off. But, I mean, Derek Carr is a guy that's basically going to be in that pocket. And it's all going to be about timing, and, and uh, it's all going to be about concepts and things of that nature. That's why he does fit Nathaniel Hackett's offense. That's for sure. There's no question about that. Yeah, now, Derek Carr, are we to believe... The Derek David Carr side of things, or are we to believe the Josh McDaniels Raiders side of things when it comes to this breakup? Because if you're to believe the Josh McDaniels Raiders side of this, then Derek Carr becomes, becomes so much less desirable. If you're to believe the Carr brothers in this, you're thinking, man, you put this guy in the right spot, maybe he really can flourish at this point. You know, career. it's amazing to me is that basically the, the Raiders told him to go home. Yeah. The Raiders, the Raiders essentially cut him. He doesn't seem like a bad guy. No, he's not problem. a bad guy. He's a great guy. He is. I'm telling you, his teammates love him. He is a. He is a. He's a great leader. He's a great person. There's nothing wrong with him in terms of who he is as a personality. And could you trust giving him thirty to thirty-five million a year for you know five years? I would trust him without question. The question is, is that does he trust the Jets? That he would think that they're going to be here. This coaching staff's going to be. It's great to have a nice dinner and all that other stuff. <laughs> when that when the crap hits the fan, right? That you, he doesn't know these people. Sure. Well, you know some of them. I'm sure he does, but he's never been in a situation where you know all of a sudden, you know, he's signing this huge contract and he becomes front and center, the guy under the most pressure to go out there and deliver. He gets hurt. Something happens. Things go south. You know what the hell is going to happen around here. Well, of course, absolutely. If Zach Wilson becomes the quarterback, if Derek Carr goes down hurt and leads the Jets to the playoffs, right? That's what will happen. Yeah, and then you still owe Derek Carr another $150 million in guaranteed money. Oh, disaster. Right. Let's go to Greg in the Poconos. What's going on? What's going on, Greg? Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, I don't. I wonder why nobody's talking about Seattle as a possible landing spot for either of these two. You want to talk about the Ravens moving on from Lamar. I could easily see Seattle moving on from Geno Smith. Yeah, I mean, he had a really, really good year for them. He'd been in that organization for a while. They're starting to rebuild. I think really... And not to mention... Yeah. The road to the Super Bowl is obviously much easier in the NFC than it is the AFC. So if Derek Carr or Aaron Rodgers, if that's their biggest goal, why would either one of them even... Why would they bother with the AFC? Well, because Aaron Rodgers apparently is not going to get traded to an NFC team by the Green Bay Packers. I don't know if I fully I don't know if I fully believe that because if he's driving the bus and he's the one that's pushing all the buttons and he tells the Green Bay Packers this is the team I want to go to in the NFC or I'm going to show up and screw your entire season up. I don't know what the Packers end up doing well, in that situation. Yeah, well, no, the Packers that's not going to happen. So He's either retiring or he's playing for the Jets now, I think. That's what I think. You've ruled out the Raiders. I have. Wow. Ruled them out. I mean, I know Devontae Adams is sitting out there. I know that that seems to be like a pretty big lure. There's no question about that. Sure. But you're ruling them out because of what? Because of Josh McDaniels? I, I, I 
personally, I think, you know, man, I don't know. I, I just think he's going to say to the Packers, I want to go to the Jets. I want to <laughs> go with Nathaniel Hackett. I want to go there. Man, oh, man. And then yeah. if he says that, the Packers have no choice. Well, yeah, they'll be happy to send him to the Jets. Right, and they'll do it, and they'll just get rid of him and get him out of his, you know, get him out of their hair and turn it to Jordan Love. Man, I just, the fact that you've gone from, he's not going to the Jets, I think he's going to end up with the Raiders, he's not going to want to live here, doesn't want to play here, all that stuff, too. I think he's going to come out of his darkness retreat and say, I want to play for the Jets. It's amazing to me. I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, he's. it's just a strange situation for him. Does he want to do exactly what Brett Favre did? You know, go from the Packers to the Jets? Is that something that's in his mind? I don't know. Does he want to live out here? I, I really, I mean, I mean, for what we do, it would be a home. Well, run. obviously, yeah, of course, yeah, well, or a touchdown, or however yeah. you want to call it. No, absolutely. It that's why I wanted ridiculous. to happen. It would be unbelievable if he came here for us. Yeah, I'm surprised. Like the listen to the radio station and some of the callers that have called up and everything about the. You know, the, the Aaron Rodgers hate and like, I don't want him because he's kooky and this and that and not a good teammate and everything else. I mean, I, I don't know. And I, I know where he, people come up with that. <sighs> well, they, they come up with it because he is a little kooky. Uh, yeah. So he's so he's a deep thinker and he's bright. Who cares? Yeah. He can freaking flat out play. Right. And that's that's the only thing that matters. And and I, I do believe if he changes teams and all eyes are on him again, that he's going to commit and he's going to do the things he needs to do to be able to be great. I can't imagine changing teams and just showing up on, like, the, the day before the first preseason game. I don't believe that at all. There's no way. Absolutely no way. I know one thing. Wherever he goes, and if he does go to the Jets and he steps in that locker room, all of a sudden everybody's better. Oh, yeah. I mean, the defense is right. better. You know, it's just everybody's better. All right, let's go to Jim in Westchester. What's up, Jim? Hey, how you guys doing? All right, what's Jimmy, what's happening, brother? Not much, not much. I, I think I think before I get to my point about um, Aaron Rodgers, I think I know what's going on here, though. I think Boomer came in, saw Gio was a little sick, and Gio was like, "Hey, Boomer, I took over for you during Super Bowl. You got to come with some heat today because I don't, Boomer. I can't believe what you're saying about Aaron Rodgers. He's after everything we've heard from him over his entire career, he's probably the cockiest, most arrogant person in the league, right? Now he's going to take $50 million less dollars, reorganize his deal, give Green Bay no picks, and he's going to come to the Jets to play Mahomes and, you know, Joey Burrow. And, and you, know, you just said he's going to make the AFC championship game. I mean, that, that just... Only would have to. I mean, with Aaron Rodgers, to me, that would be yeah, the acceptable you, minimum. I understand, but you're saying they have to. Like, imagine they lose. Well, if they have to, then the then the, the, the coaching staff has got to go. I mean, that's what I'm saying. So, Jim, no matter yeah. where, no matter where Aaron Rodgers plays next year, he's going to have to modify his contract if he plays. If he plays, but he's, he's going to have to because no team can afford it. All I'm saying is, just imagine this: the Jets are in the playoffs, divisional round. They're in Kansas City. Right against Patrick Mahomes, just about the same team as they both had this year with adding Aaron Rodgers. You're telling me that you're assuming that Aaron Rodgers is going to go in to Arrowhead and win the game, based, Geo, based on your, what you're saying? No, I mean, I'm not assuming he's going to win the game. I'm just saying that he's, that's the expectation right. when Aaron Rodgers comes here. And if you're, not, if you're getting Aaron Rodgers, that's what you want. So, Jim, uh, yeah, so are you, saying that, are you saying that Derek Carr would go in there and, and beat them? 
No, I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm telling. I'm saying the Jets are way too high expectations. The AFC is stacked. Yeah, I know. We 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 all know that. I'm just saying, like the best the best situation for the Jets right now is for them to somehow acquire Aaron Rodgers for two years and let Zach Wilson sit behind him. And that that to me is the best. 100% the best situation for who the Jets are and immediately makes them a contender. Whether or not they win or not, that's a whole other story, but immediately makes them a contender. I just think, one, I just think, one, you can't assume that they're going to make the AFC title game. You have to assume that they're going to have to go into Arrowhead or into Cincinnati, where I think... I mean, this they is one of those things where you're just not listening, and it's driving me nuts because I feel like crap. I'm not assuming anything. I'm saying that the expectation is if you bring in Aaron Rodgers with this team at this juncture of the coaching staff, that your ass better be in the AFC Championship game or those losers are gone. Got it? Is that clear? It's not I'm not assuming they're going to win the game. I'm saying that if you go from Zach Wilson, who sucks the meanest one I've ever seen ever in football, to Aaron Rodgers... And you don't make it to the title game, then see ya. Forget about it. You're done. You're worthless. Worthless. So that that's my point. It's not an assumption. It's an expectation. And everybody in there should be thinking the same thing. And Woody Johnson could talk all he wants about, uh, you know, a playoff mandates, and I don't do that type of stuff. If Aaron Rodgers walks into that building and you don't make the playoffs and make a little bit of a run in the playoffs, just you know what? Just go back to England and and bury your head under the ground and never come back. And sell the team. Go back to England. Exactly. Back to England. Where that's you a little harsh. Back to England. Where that's you a little at. harsh. I mean, you're not feeling good, but that's a little harsh. Yeah, I'm feeling terrible. Yeah, I know you are. Mm. Should I be drinking water or not drinking water? No, I think you need a little bit of water. I'm taking a little sips. Oh, baby sips. God. This is just the pit. Am I doing better by being here? Like, am I doing the show a service or a disservice by sitting here? I would say a service at this point, yeah. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's a service. And I appreciate the service. I appreciate your service. Thank you for your service. <laughs> but Jerry would have, like, more energy and stuff than I have right I now. I think you're yeah. having really good energy. And the fact I- is, is that when you get annoyed by a caller or something, that it really comes to the forefront. Uh, and you actually have improved uh, from the start of the show in... Uh, the opinion of Al and I. Well, that's good, but I've deteriorated since the beginning of the show in my own body. But the fact that I'm sounding good, I guess, is okay. Or sounding okay. Yeah, you sound great. <laughs> man, oh man. We got this big announcement tomorrow. Now I'm thinking if I go home and start puking and everything, I'm going to miss that. Oh, oh yeah. it's not today? I thought it was today. <sighs> no, it's tomorrow, but uh, nobody's even really told me what this announcement is. Yeah, I know. We're going to hand you the paper. It'll be really surprising for you. Because every time, like, you know, you get a piece of information like yes. that, you blur it right out on the air. So, like, we will have to keep it from you so you don't do that. Okay. You know, like, so that's what's going on here. Right. Like the DA Alley thing. You know, like, we. Well, wait a minute. Right. Nobody. I, I saw it for the first time. That's why I took issue with it. I understand, but I'm saying we kept it from you for that exact reason. Because you're going to go right on the I air. I didn't now. even know there was something to keep from me. I know. But we did. And we kept but it. I didn't from know that. that. Yeah. So, like, this I'm is. Glad, and I, I'm glad I said something. So, a uh, big announcement tomorrow, 8 a.m. Big show announcement. Big show. Big show announcement that Boomer knows nothing about. And we'll hand it to him two minutes before the announcement and he'll read it. And that'll be very interesting to see if he'll even want to participate. Is this like our, uh, our Memorial Day show or something? No. no. 
is not like the summer show. No, no. You, no. you promise me that that's not what it is. That's not what it is. I but I'm saying that's probably will also happen. But that's not what that is. Correct. Yeah, this is that, something completely different. Yeah, that would because that wouldn't be that something we've done every year, exception of COVID. So this would be a you know a new thing. We did do a COVID. Can you tell me? What, uh, can you tell me? That like, was the, you know how bad you feel right now. Yeah, that was how me and Al felt during that whole segment. I think you should do it. I think you should do a, a COVID oh, Zoom kickoff this summer. That was terrible. And then we could talk about how many people have passed away. <laughs> we can play very sad music. We can talk about how nobody's getting together to enjoy their barbecues with their families. <laughs> we could talk about ventilators and things like that. And then we could have Mike Bell just do a dirge. <laughs> talk about right. Maybe we should get some, some bagpipes. Anybody know a bagpipe group <laughs> or just a bagpiper would be fine. Do we know a bagpiper with Zoom capabilities? He can play Hallelujah. I'll ask David. All right, Boomer. All right, Boomer and Geo on the fan, CBS Sports <laughs> Network. <laughs> That's where our, our man Gio is headed as uh, we had an explosion here during the break in the uh, studio as our man Gio finally uh, had to relent and just let it go. So now the interesting thing is how we're going to handle this. And Jerry will not come in the studio. And I don't know about this, Al, but to me, it's like, you know, you just got to fight through it. No, I, I'm no. with Jerry. I wouldn't go in that studio. Well, here comes Jerry into the studio it's now. Just sit over here, Jerry. You're fine. He took the he took the vomit out. It's going to be okay. No, it's not. It smells like vomit chunks. It's not going to be okay. It just stinks in here, and that means there's particles flying around, and I'm going to ingest them, and then I'm going to be crapping all over the place over the weekend. Not good. Hey, Al, why don't you open a door? <laughs> Infect everybody? No, I'm out. No, keep the germs in there. Well, he took the, he took the vomit out of here. He it's in the air. He took it out of here. So you know you got to give the guy credit. No, man. I give the opposite. No credit. You're now infected everybody in here by showing up well, and vomiting we in the studio. I thought I thought you had this like amazing I'm just saying, it's, system. It's not credit. You don't get credit for coming in and throwing up. Throwing I, I, up in the built for tough studio. Count it. <laughs> count that out. You just you just told him that you thought that he was doing us a solid. We we did, and you. Thought Thanked that, him for his service, and then right after you thanked him for his service before the expectoration. Right after you thanked him for his service, he just blew up. It, you know, he looked like Little Red Riding Hood at six o'clock. <laughs> yeah. Why did we think this was a good idea? I, I told me he didn't have to stay. All right, no, this is awesome. <laughs> let's, let's hope he gets home. Yes. Does it runs through the whole thing and then yes. it can come back tomorrow? Yeah, no, I mean, he this, doesn't because this is going to take a while. I think we should hold the announcement off until Thursday. This is oh. what this is what happened to me. So it happened to me at nine o'clock at night. It happened to him at eight o'clock in the morning, and I was able to get through the mm. whole day. He should be able. You to, should not have come in that morning either. You the next day like on, fr on Friday. Morning. On yes. Friday, yeah, I know I did. Oh, yeah, yeah. But if 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 I do think. 
there can't be any harm in holding the announcement off till Thursday. Honestly, because that's yours and his announcement to make. I don't even know what announcement it is. Right. So I, I'm not. The announcement you know. that it is, is for you guys to make. So I think if he's not here tomorrow, we make the the big announcement on Thursday. <laughs> let's get a, let's get on the phone and get a drip hydration sent out there. I, I will do that. You know, he's got to get he's got to get all this crap out of him. And by the way, he and Gina both should have the drip hydration. Both of them. Let's hope that's in the works already. I, you know, I can. Now, did I, you? Were you still doing your thing when you got the drip hydration, or you had? No, I was that? done. I, I, again, like I told you, I went from nine o'clock at night until about two o'clock in the morning. And that, but and that's how like long it lasted for me. I, I mean, I had it bad. I had and, some of, some of the worst. And think about this. Uh, sickness so I've five, ever had in my five, life. Five hours. And you had yeah. the drip hydration. And even said on Friday, if we weren't at the Super Bowl, you would have never come in. Yeah, I, there was no way I could have come in. So I, I, we may, he may not be here tomorrow. We'll see. So it all depends on the level of, of how bad it is for you. For me, it was just, it was awful. It was violent. And when did the nurse get there with the drip hydration? Uh, around 1030 in the morning, you know, which was nice. So that was good. He gave me some fluids back. And then, of course, Sydney. Uh, Instacarted a whole bunch of stuff to my the hotel P- room, Pedialyte. which was great. Yeah, Pedialyte Advanced Care. That's you definitely you got to have that. But that's and after saltine crackers. But that is after you have the the You're uh, done. right because otherwise you can't hold anything down. You can't hold anything down at this point. Back up. Well, good news is like he's lost twenty six pounds by tomorrow. It'll be thirty six. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah. You're not kidding with all this stuff running through him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just eventually it was going to imagine you know it's just going to catch up to him sooner or later. Well, I went through his house, went from you through his house, and now I'm worried because then when it's me, it's us. Because Al will sit in here for an hour every morning, and then we've got the podcast, and so and then I'm with Al and across the street. Oh, I mean, I listen. I, I understand that you just you gotta. Just Can we have some clarity on one thing, though? All okay. kidding aside, yes. I don't care what the station does as a show. Can we have some clarity on what to do when you're sick? Don't come in. Okay, but does that mean you're going to call us a wuss bag if we're not here? Most likely, yes. Even though you call out and no one calls you a wuss bag. Right, well, I was almost tied. Well, how? It's <laughs> the only so time I really has the I've, flu- I've only called out maybe a handful of times over 16 years. Well, I think all of us have only done that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I'm, what I'm saying now, we've gone through a pandemic. And I thought when we started wearing masks, forced to wear masks and all of that. Uh, and whatever, I'm just saying, I thought we were kind of over this whole, let's brave it and make our way through for what why stay home get healthy and don't infect everybody else well i don't think he had the thought process that he was going to infect anybody else he, he said he had the shivers on the bqe driving well in. Yeah, i mean he stuck his head in my and office you put and a said, parker he goes, over his head at 602 he goes i'm not feeling all that good and i think it's probably going to hit me and i'm like okay well you know you want to go as long as you want to go you want to go back home do what you want i i felt bad for him all but, right, so you know, in your words when you don't feel good stay home yeah, I mean, as long as you, yeah, I mean, don't. With no wuss bag repercussions. No, of course not. I would want you to stay home and be healthy and not infect everybody else. But, We're, you know, but then again, like if you're like Al, you have this, you know, cocky immune system. Well, Al's never sick. That's what I'm saying. He has a cocky immune system. So what he's worried. What's now, he worried I'm about? not, I mean, I am worried now. Now you're worried. Because now you're in an enclosed area with vomit. That's different than just breathing. I agree. He expelled a lot of stuff in there. There's particles floating right. around. That and it's right my nose right now. And Correct. it's highly contagious, as the, uh, as the oh, report. It's very contagious, true. yeah. God. 
And I have children. <laughs> God, so to say. Well, here's the thing. Boomer, you had a, a Phoenix strain of yes. this. This is now an East Coast strain. Perhaps you could get reinfected. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. I guess we'll see. And he's needling. <laughs> yeah, of course he's needling. He loves needling. Oh, my also, God. Also, I'm in here. Yeah. yeah, well, I will say, though... Um, my my particular strain was just as about as bad as it could be. I, I don't I don't know if you guys could handle it. We'll I know Al, you could, you would never handle it. The beauty for Al though, whether it's his immune system's great or not, the 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 nice thing for him is when he leaves here, there's no children, there's no people. It's just him. Open the window, fresh air. It's there's no place for him to get infected. Ever. And also, when he throws up, there's basically nothing. <laughs> exactly, it's nothing to throw up. It's just bile, little tiny pieces of rice cake, rice cake, and peanut butter. And Eddie's the same way. He's just yeah. got his wife and the dogs. Too bad, man. To say, you know, and that drive home is going to suck for him. That's the biggest problem for him now is getting home. Because what is he? An hour and a half, hour yeah. twenty, oh, something yeah. like that. Oh, and you know, this is not. You know, it's one thing if you're traveling on President's Day. Although the good thing is the schools are not around, and, you know nobody's around. So and he's going the other. Where's CeeLo? Is he coming in at eight fifteen? He did the overnight. I know. I'm you got Peter Schwartz here. No, I'm, yeah, I'm ready. I wrote everything. We're you ready? You're you're good. You, yeah. you, you got what you need. What are you going to talk about? More uh, more Derek Carr? No, but first with Geo's drive. When did the um, he had the, he had the vomiting? When did the other part start? Same time, or he's got some lag time. No, he felt like when he got here this morning is one. No, no, no. no. What, he's, I, what he's asking is when you first started vomiting. Yeah. How soon after did the other stuff follow? Uh, Does he have time to get the, home? The other end. Saying. Yeah, he'll have he'll have time to get home. Depending on what kind of you know how how bad he has it. Mm. You know, I just whew. I had this one time. And I thought it was food poisoning, which it turned out not to be. Never is. And it really. was very similar in that once it started, every time you went, you kind of thought you were through it. And then a half hour later, you weren't. And the, I think the hardest part, what Eddie's getting to, is the no notice. And he's sitting in the car for an hour and 20 minutes. Man, I had it happen to me twice. It happened to me before uh, a, an Oiler game down in Houston. When you were playing. Yes, and it happened to me against the Oakland Raiders or when, they, when they were at when they were in LA. Right. The LA Raiders that that one was bad. What do they do just uh, I'm joking. They IV. Just shove IV. Pepto-Bismol down your throat. It's IV, man. I, I remember having IVs the night before the game. Now, the game that we played was the game that uh, Bo Jackson ended up breaking his hip. Hmm. And Kevin Walker, my teammate, tackled him from behind. Have you ever had it in all your years with Kevin Harlan on Monday Night Football? No. Never once? No. Have you ever been sick and kind of got through that? Like, you've had colds and sore throats and stuff of that nature. Yeah, I don't think I've ever, I don't think I ever missed broadcasting a game. So you never called out for a game because you had that happen? I don't remember ever doing that. That's like my biggest fear is you end up on the road somewhere, like next week perhaps in Minnesota, or this weekend in Penn State, and you're there and you can't go do the game. That would be tough. Yeah, that would suck. That yeah, would really sure suck. would. Thank you. Mm -hmm. It would. But I mean, that's part of you know, it's part of being a team. You know, you know, you you've heard teams that have the flu going through them. You've heard teams that have the stomach flu. You know, you've heard that. Mm -hmm. What three of this team hasn't had it yet? So you know, this is our team, and maybe it's going through our team. You know, what thinks about this. He loves this because oh, he's be been through it already, right? And he feels he can't get it. And yeah, he's he's in incorrect. You think he's in car? He could get it again. Absolutely. Especially if this is an East Coast strain and he had the West Coast strain. <laughs>
Uh, you know, if I have it again, I have it again. What can I do? There's nothing <laughs> I can do about it. I'm here. I think, but I think you're sitting there with your chest out, all cocky, like I've been through it. You bitches are next. <laughs> <laughs> you bitches are next. Is right. <laughs> I do feel like that. I will say, I do kind of feel like that. You're right. I know you do. I'm I'm well aware. I'm well aware. And I and I feel bad, you know, if in fact it does hit you guys, because I feel bad that it hit him. And if it happens, just I I will say enjoy the four hours with Spike running your board. Oh yeah, <laughs> that would be unbelievable. <laughs> Jesus. And hey, let me ask you a question. So you know, I got it that Thursday mm. in Phoenix. So we are two Wednesday weeks removed. Night, well, right? yeah, Thursday Wednesday night. Wednesday missed. night. Wednesday night. Right. So so we're basically two weeks removed from that now. So Sabrina had it, then Summer had it, yep. then Gina had it, and now Gio has it. Right. And that's all within two weeks. Mm-hmm. So the next two weeks, you okay. guys are going to get it? That lines up perfectly for <laughs> Big Ten tournament. Shut up, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's before that. Yes. The Big Ten tournament's the 10th, I believe, or the 5th to the 10th. Well, it's okay because we're a team. If Jerry gets sick, then Boomer just cancels his days off next week. I want to do the games. Oh, I see. It's a big 10 he tournament. Has to, he has to be there. Uh, what days are you off next week? Uh, it's a week after, is it not? It's a week after. No, it's the next week. It's next week. Mm-hmm. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah, you just If Jerry's out, then you just take those back. Uh, yeah, I, don't <laughs> I don't think, so. think he's taking them back at uh, all. Yeah. He's going to be in the Dominican is, Republic. Right. See ya. See I got ya. golfing to do. Right. Oh, I've man. already been sick, so now I'm going. Yeah, Be great. Must be nice. Must be nice. Okay. So that's the game plan. You get six spikes in for you. Al gets sick. You slide over for Al. Is that fair? Well, I mean, I could actually do both. Yes, but if I'm out, then we need. Yes, that's where Spike comes in. If he, I, I don't know. Does All he right. run a board? Who? Spike. Yeah, he can do anything. I'm sure he he's can a do radio it. guy. Yeah, Absolutely. he's a radio guy. He can handle it. Yeah, sure. All right. So let's... what? So you know what's speaking of the Big Ten tournament? Yeah. So both Maryland and uh, Rutgers are nine and seven. Correct. So. How do they determine? Is it head to head? Rutgers beat them. They only played one time this year, and that's it. Yes. So that would be no the head to head. That would be the tiebreaker. Even though Maryland yes. is ahead of them in the standings for some reason, I don't think that matters. I think it's just the conference standings that matter, and then head to head go first. I say okay. So that would put Rutgers ahead of them for the moment. They have there four are games five left. teams, including the Wolverines, Michigan, Rutgers, Illinois, Maryland, and Iowa. That are all nine and seven. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, the grew the uh, teams are clumped up together. We're and Nebraska, who has won now three or four games in a row. I know they're at the bottom of the conference, but they've made a late season push too. Yeah, well, they're so, seven and ten. I know, but they're very, very possibly could go ten and ten to wrap things up, which would move them from. I mean, they were at the bottom of the conference. They could move up a few slots. So it's gonna be very, very interesting because I think clearly you've got um, what's his name? <laughs> what's his name? Purdue is at the top of the conference, yes. and then there's a fight for the next couple of spots. Well, there's Northwestern at 11 and 5, and then there's Indiana at Northwestern's uh, 11 and 10 and 6? Yeah. Oh, Indiana's 10 and 6. I knew that. I thought they were both 10 and 6. Yeah. Okay. So then right now, Northwestern would be along with Purdue for that, that uh, double buy. And that, so the dub, they get a double buy. Don't play till Friday, correct. Uh, that stinks. Yeah. And they should they should just do it right top to bottom. Why don't they just do it that way? Um, there are too many teams. Well, you have fourteen teams. So you can't. You can't. You have to have at least a couple of teams that have a buy. Okay. Uh, in terms of the way the bracket goes, take John real quick before you take a break. John and Manalapan. John and Manalapan. Good morning, sir. How Johnny, be what's you? happening, brother? Hey, Boomer. You want to laugh? You know what? You know what Gio just did this morning. He pulled one of those maneuvers like my wife does when she's sick. 
She lays in bed. She takes a picture of the, the Vicks with the covers up to her neck, telling everybody how sick she is, just so she can get the feel betters and the prayer emojis and all that other nonsense. <laughs> he's a Mary. You're right. <laughs> all right thanks, John, for that. I'll let no, you he's know not, that. He's not a Mary. I think he was genuinely trying to get to 10 o'clock. I you do. Know, well, he didn't realize until he was on the BQE that he something was happening. Yeah, he said he felt great, took a shower, felt great. Right, and then exactly. uh, Tim and Madison. Tim, what's up? Hey, no, I can handle the. I can no, handle no, because you were going. No, no, hold on, Tim. You were going to take Andy in Tampa on Aaron Rodgers. No, I wasn't Andy. We love you. You're going to have to wait just a couple of minutes. Tim, what's happening, brother? Hey, so you guys were talking about nightmare scenarios, getting sick on the road, and uh, a couple weeks ago, I, I got hit with the neurovirus. I was out in St. Louis at a conference. The morning I'm supposed to fly home, you know, I start getting sick. The whole nine yards. You know, thinking, oh, maybe I got food poisoning at this conference. Who knows? You know, showered. I think it's it's through me. I get to the airport. The second I get into the airport, I sprint to the bathroom, oh. get sick again. The, the, the poor guy was, had just cleaned the place, and he's still in there, and I'm getting sick all over the place. Get sick a couple more times before I board the plane. You got on the then plane? I, the pl I had to get on the plane. I thought about canceling my flight. And just staying at a hotel and riding it out. But I got, I got on the flight and was like, all right, you know, Jesus, take the wheel. I get in there and, uh, you know, as soon as they take, we get up in the air, we're in a small plane, this thing is rocking. As soon as they take the no seatbelt sign off, I sprint to the bathroom, get sick again. Nightmare scenario. And you got the whole the plane sick. 50 other people got sick right along with you. Probably. At oh. the time, I thought it might have been food poisoning. It was probably the neurovirus. It turned out it was. I, you know, the worst thing happened was when I, I said to the uh, flight attendant, I whispered to her, listen, I cleaned, I did my best to clean the bathroom. I got sick. I think it's food poisoning. Just letting you know. She's like, okay, okay. So by the end of the flight, we're landing and we, we land on the, uh, on the runway and we're, we're going to the dock. And as soon as we, you know, we land, I make a sprint to go to back to the bathroom. So I'm about to crap myself. And I hear on the loudspeaker, sir. Sir, get back to your seat. Get back to your seat. <laughs> you don't want the me same lady seat. I told, The same lady I told I was about to get sick. So, yeah, I crapped myself. Oh, God. Oh. Jesus, man. See, that's the one thing, real quick, about flying. Like, I understand. And, Al, I think when we were on that plane together, remember we were in first class, I got up and they sent me back. When you get to a certain point, like, you got to go. For whether it's something like that or your bladder is going to explode, I understand if you're on ascent or descent. Yeah, it's dangerous. But at the end of the day, you got to you go. Why is it that every time you get the norovirus, we all think food poisoning? Every every um, time you vomit, you think. I think food you're poisoning. hoping it's food poisoning because I don't think you want to admit that you got a bug in you. Yeah, the yeah. symptoms are the same. There are. Boomer. I want to say 1993. No, this is the 80s. Is it 80s? This has to be the 80s. What do you think? I'll look, but I'm pretty sure this is 81. Probably right in my wheelhouse, by the well, way. Well, as I said, you and the, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. No, it would be Maryland, not even the Cincinnati Bengals. By the way, if I said tug thumping, no, tub thumping, would tub you know what thumping. that is? Yeah, it's a song. By? Come on, this would really impress me. Oh, man. It's by, I don't know. Chamba Wamba. Chamba Wamba, yeah. That was a big topic on the morning, uh, the uh, warm-up show this morning. It was. Now, music mattered. Oh. <laughs> Not compared to how people matter. <laughs>
You know this. Of course I remember this. Right, yes. So we were talking about this this morning. You know why we were talking about this? Why were you talking about I this? I get knocked down and I get up again. Eli Manning. Eli we Manning. were talking about uh, Eli Manning. You will have there. Eli Manning till he's 60. <laughs> Be happy with the day. Yeah. He's the best. The best. Yeah, yeah. I can't. Yeah, we were talking about Eli and yes. how he and Tom Brady, aside from the one year, were there every single week. Uh, because, you know, we were talking about the Jets and Mike White. And the thing about Mike White is... Stay healthy, stay right. healthy, stay healthy. And whether you liked Eli, you didn't like him. What you knew is he was there every single That's Sunday. Right. And talking about that game against the Niners years and years and years ago. And then... Uh, Al came up with, I get knocked down and chumble on that. Yeah, that NFC Championship game was his best game. I felt like it was his best game ever. Because Hard to argue. Literally got the crap beat out of him. And look, they're all tough games. And that was a different era of football. Yeah. Even more so than today. And he took a lot of hits against that San Francisco team. You know, the interesting thing is you guys are wearing masks. You started with a mask. Yeah, I you can't talk through it. You can't talk through it. Through I, it. I know. And you got Al wearing a mask, Eddie wearing a mask. Everybody's wearing a mask. Yes, of course. So what so. we're going to do is your calls at 845. I want to hear your most disgusting sick story No, we work. don't want to hear yes, that. Yes, we do. I do not yes, want to go do. through that this morning. 877-337-6666 coming up at 845. Your thing is if you're sitting in the power chair and you are not in the power chair. Okay, you can do it then. You're in the update chair. But you could do that stuff. But I'm not going to do that stuff. But I'm not sitting here listening to people. Six we times. are. 877-337-6666. That's coming up after we get through these clips that we're going to play. And we are brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com and by Jackpocket. Play official state lottery games on your phone. Uh, we, a lot of the football this morning, obviously. And we've heard from David Carr. Enough of him. Uh, so we'll get to the baseball because you got spring training about uh, underway with full squad workouts. Uh, first, we'll start in Tampa with the Yankees, Aaron Boone, Aaron Judge. Here was Boone, his message to the club before their first workout. Just trying to set the tone and what our expectations are and kind of culture we want to have moving forward. Um, I don't know. I'll kind of leave it at that. You know, I probably spoke for about 15 minutes to the guys, but just trying to set the tone of what our expectations and what we want to be moving forward. And that would be a World Series champion, something that has eluded them since 2009. One more from Boone, expecting a big season from one Aaron Judge coming off that 62 homer campaign. Whether it's, you know, not 60 homers again or 62 homers again or whatever it is, if he's healthy, um, he's going to go out there and, you know, have an MVP caliber season. There's no doubt in my mind of that. In that regard, I don't worry about a hangover at all. And in terms of him, meaning Judge, he says he knows what he's looking to accomplish as he sets himself up for another season. i got some goals written down, but, you know, my individual stats always take care of themselves when I'm focused on the team. You know, I'm up there and, you know, the game tells you what you need to do. You know, if I'm going up there thinking about trying to hit a homer, thinking about, you know, what my batting average is going to be, you know, I'm probably going to walk away from that at bat either after three pitches or not have a good at-bat. Yankees will start with their uh, spring training games this weekend and then opening day right before April as they start in March uh, this year. Mets owner Steve Cohen and others spoke in Port St. Lucie, as you can imagine. Here was Cohen. He says all the right things. He's a fan himself, and he knows the fans such a huge piece of this. You know, it's back to realizing that without the fans and their excitement and engagement, you know, no, there's no Mets. Right, so you got to keep that in mind. Very you know important to look. You know what I thought of this uh, yesterday driving home? And the, don't be funny. I'm not trying to be morbid or anything like that. I'm, yeah. I'm really not. It's amazing when we talk about our lives come and go, but these franchises are always here. So I give a team like the, like the symbol is always there as 
that's why the Giants are so special, because they were started by the Maras, and yet they're still run by the Maras, correct? Yes. So for a hundred years, essentially, mm -hmm. the Giants are associated with the Mara family. But these other franchises that have been bought and sold, yep. like people come and go, but that logo is still there. And yeah. 75 years from now, when you're gone, I'm gone, they're gone. The Jets and the Bengals, and the, they'll still be thriving and surviving. Yeah, but, here, but here's the deal. So you have two sons, Matthew and Joseph. I does. And you go to games, and they have their favorite teams, and this is something that you share with them. Yes. Now, it could be your sons, could be your daughters. You know, I, I uh, have a daughter, and I shared my love of the Rangers with my daughter, and she basically put a shiv in my back. But at the, at the end of the day, this is where it comes from, and it goes from generation to generation to generation. Yep. And I'm watching my, my, my own son, Gunner, with his son, Casper. And Casper's favorite hat happens to be a, a Ranger hat. And he wears it all the time now. And this kid is 14 or 16 months old, I think. And now, all of a sudden, he uh, is becoming, uh, you know, a Ranger fan. Yep, 100%. And he'll be the next generation of a Siason that will become an Ranger fan. Yep. It's so just the right thing. It's cool, though. It's the right thing that the kid should do. Well, in your family, correct. Yes. Sydney, she went awry. <laughs> right, of course she did. Uh, one more from Cohen, liking what he did this offseason. We had, we had a lot of free agents, and uh, so we had a lot of people to replace, and it really turned out well. I'm really excited by this team. And he should be, because this team looks like they are ready to go. Now, I'm going to play one from um, Buck Showalter. Love Buck. Reminds me of you. Me? Very much so. So this is him talking about hitting the milestone of 40 like Justin Verlander has. And in the middle of it, I would swear that he was being employed by Sabra Hummus like you were a couple of years ago. 20 didn't get me. 30 didn't get me. 50 didn't get me. 40 was the one like, I'm like, mm. 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 <laughs> It's the same thing, is it He's not? He's very good at that. He is very good at that. Could have got mm. himself a Super Bowl commercial. Mm. <laughs> mm. 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 Yeah. Mm. Mm. <laughs> You know, Buck looks like he lost some weight, too. Mm. <laughs> Don't you think, Jerry? Yes, everybody's losing weight except me. I've put on 25 pounds. <laughs> you whale. I guess, I know. That's why I started the hunger strike on Monday morning. Um, I said last hour that we would... <laughs> we would okay, a good way to start a, uh, a diet is to get the norovirus. Well, that's what I was asking you the other day, yeah. and I wasn't being—I wasn't trying to be funny about it. Like when you do the prep for the colonoscopy, is that a healthy thing to do once a year to kind of clean yourself? I don't mean a colonoscopy; I mean clean yourself out one time a year. That's why I do like a reset. Yeah, Prolon does that for me. I know, but you could do this in six hours as opposed to the full yeah, week, which is really difficult to do. I mean, this is a little bit uh, intense. Yeah, but this is what Aaron Rodgers is doing, right? Didn't he go like to, to, yeah. to, to punch a karma cleanse or something? It's like you're throwing up. That was last year. Yeah. And that was supposedly very violent. Yeah, so why don't you do that? By the way, Mike Golick is on TV right now. Yeah. I saw him in Phoenix. Right. He looks like half the person he used to be size wise. Lost a lot of weight. Lost a ton used to be of a weight. Defensive tackle. No doubt. Uh, this is a very serious topic, but I wanted to play a couple of things for you just because it's. Uh, who knows where this goes? So the White Sox assigned Mike Clevenger. Mike Clevenger has been accused of abusing the mother of his child and his child. So this was Clevenger, I think it was three or four days ago, saying, I totally understand I'm under investigation, but please, let's not go, let's not come to any conclusions yet, as he spoke to the media in Arizona. I trust the process, then I'll be, I really do. And I think there's a reason I'm sitting here in front of you today, and I'm uh, just asking everyone to wait before they rush to judgment. 
So wait till the, the actual facts are out there. Wait till there's actual evidence. And then make your decision who you think I am. Now, one of his new teammates is Joe Kelly, who says, sadly, I kind of know how this goes, meaning these accusations. I don't know anything about the allegations. I don't really keep up with, with all that. So um, I know for him, it's probably, you know, weighing on his mind, you know, every single, every single second or minute. Uh, but, you know, something that I went through the same thing when, you know, obviously it was a team like Trevor Bauer. And um, you kind of just got to let things like this play out. And so MLB is doing their investigation. Now, Olivia Feinstead is the mother of his child. She went on the score in Chicago and said some pretty damning things about him. I don't even know if it's worth playing because he's threatening to sue the score. I, now, would you be suing the score for what? Allowing her to speak? Yeah, you know, I, it, this is a hard one because he's a he's pretty much a famous player and this is yeah. in the news and it has been in the news. I, you know, I don't know if there's a defamation lawsuit here or not i'm sure there's some lawyer out there that probably feels that there is um and i'm sure clevenger is probably really upset with the fact that they gave her the opportunity to to do this in open court if you will open forum as opposed to in court and letting people you know come to their conclusions and have the court come to its conclusion now the one of the things that she said too was she called him a drug user and all sorts of by the way you know the same thing happened with deshaun watson i mean they they Went and interviewed True. those accusers as well. And were they I, on the radio? They were on TV. They were. You're they, right. They were on TV. I, it was sixty minutes, or you know, one of those uh, shows. And to be whenever. clear, he hasn't sued the radio station yet. Just kind of he's, threatened. He's threatening. Him. Yes. Um, one of his quotes was in reaction to her interview on the station. Uh, "Quote: It's the world we're living in. Everyone wants the clicks. Doesn't matter what the real truth is. Everyone will stop and look at the car crash. No one's going to stop and smell the flowers. That's how the world is. Is but, that what she's saying? Or is that what he said? That's what he is saying. That's what he's saying. That's yes. the reaction of her going right. on. So they obviously have a very big difference of opinion between the two of them. Uh, big time. Yes. yes. No doubt about it. So we'll see how that does play itself out. Um, the Knicks and Nets off until Friday, as we know. I'm going to give you this. So last night, the Wheel of Fortune, or maybe the night before, maybe Monday. I have no idea. But it was in the system. It's kind of funny. And I looked it up. So if I told you you were playing the Wheel of Fortune, and you had a trip to the Caribbean on the line, and here's what you had to solve. This was the puzzle. I'll say, I'm going to go around the room. This was the word that had one letter missing. F-R-E blank H and then tropical fruit. That was the phrase. Fresh F-R-E blank H tropical fruit. Okay. You would say that blank letter would be, Al? I have no idea. S. Eddie? S. Okay. I'm going to play for you. What, what did he just say? He said S. Oh, S. Okay. has no idea. Couldn't hear it. Okay. S. Oh. Uh, and you said S. Yes. So you would go with fresh tropical fruit. That sounds right. Yeah. This is 40 seconds. This was not fake. This is what the woman came up with. Yes, there is an H. Uh, solve it or spin it or... But do something you quickly. Solve um, it. I'll spin it. Okay. Uh-huh. Now, she did not solve it with just the one letter. In the okay, what letter for you? I'll go with a G. Yeah. Frag tropical fruit. Uh, Juliana, it's your turn. I'd like to solve the puzzle. You think? Fresh tropical <laughs> fruit. Yeah. Okay. She won a trip. She lost out on a trip to Antigua by going with Frag I'm tropical saying, fruit. If you're, my, if, you're, if you're my buddy Pat Sajak, I mean, how do you not I don't just know. absolutely lose it at that moment? Well, I would think he's been doing it for 30 years. He's probably seen worse than that. I mean, like, I, you feel like. I would think. You want to say something like, 
Hey, dumbass. Stupid. <laughs> no, she was, so she lost out on a trip to the Caribbean. Jets Rangers last night. The Rangers losing in regulation, a rare sight. Hadn't happened since January 19th. Morrissey with the feed. He gets it back for a drive. score. Well, that changes things in a hurry. Josh Morrissey, one of the top offensive defensemen in the league. With the big shot, it looks like Dubois may have tipped it in front. And that is the... <laughs> is Sam Rosen in the Broadcasting Hall of Fame? Uh, he should be if he should he's should be. I'm sure he is. Well, that was him that on is. MSG. Jets beat the Rangers 4-1. to Shifley had a couple of goals. Kyle Connor, a goal and two assists. That was the uh, Dubois power play goal. Here was Jacob Truba. You know what? We move on. Create a lot of chances. Uh, Less the puck a lot in the ozone. It's just one of those nights. I don't think you can really dwell on it too much. Our goalie played well. That's what it is. It's hockey. That was it. Connor Hellebuck. 50 saves for the win for Winnipeg, who stay in the area now to take on the Islanders tomorrow night. Last that, night. That reminds me of my hockey game. Our goalie sucked last night. I think you need a new goalie. I'm thinking about putting him on waivers. <laughs> we need get Gallo. He's thick and stocky. He doesn't play hockey though, does he? But he can stand in front of the net. Eh, I don't think put so. Put some pads on that guy. It'd be yeah. tough to get one past him. It would be. Here was the Islanders and Penguins last night in Pittsburgh. Latang, half a minute to go. Centering feet off the stick of Sorokin. Malkin stepped into one, and it was Parisi in the way. And Nelson ends it. Parisi with the block. Nelson with the end. And that was his second goal of the game. Isles beat the Penguins by the score of 4-2. Goals for Anders Lee. Lee, the go-ahead goal. Bo Horvat scored as well. The Isles scored three times in the third. And oh, by the way, we were talking about Connor Hellebuck with his 50 saves. Elias Sorokin made 44 last night for Lane Lambert's team. That's the first thing is, uh, you know, we needed our goalie to be good, and he was. I thought we uh, managed the puck a little bit better in the last 40 minutes, which, uh, you know, cut down on some of their chances. They're a very good offensive team. But not last night as the Islanders came away with the victory. Tonight you got the Devils and the Canadians. Coming up in five minutes, your calls. I'm going to get the norovirus next. How do we get through it? And I want your six stories. 877-337-6666. Boomer and Gio with Gio vomiting on his way home on the fan and CBS Sports Network. You know, Jerry, I've been following my daughter Sydney on Twitter this morning, and it seems like for whatever reason, the Pittsburgh Penguin fans are all over her last. Yeah, because of last night, like you know, she's telling Matt to drop the gloves and go knock the crap out of somebody. They don't like that. I yeah, understand. I, I mean, like, so it was like Matt, like the agitator or something. Yes. Him and Ross Johnson, I guess, got into it last night. Supposedly, and the Islanders will tell you that they got jacked up after that. I, I would think so. That's what you're supposed to do. That's his job. Mm-hmm. Makes a nice pass to Anders Lee, and Anders Lee scores. And away we go. And give the Penguin fans I said give him more ice time. Well, you would know more of that than I would. What about a power play? What the hell? Stand him in front of the net. Nobody could move him. And just kick ass. As well, whatever. Say. Or fight. 877-337-6666. Just a couple of these calls, and then we will get back to Aaron Rodgers. But just a couple of them. John in Connecticut, you're first up this segment with Boomer and Gio. how you doing today, guys? All right, Johnny, what's up? I'm doing great. Gio's not doing so well, and everybody around here has just completely got PTSD thinking that they're going to get the normal Apprehensive right now. That's how we are. Well, this call is really for Jerry then, because I know you got important things coming up. But have you ever invested in a nebula? I have one. I've used one. 
My doctor has used one. I've been to him. All my friends have gone to him sick, never gotten sick. I can't give the solution on the air because I'm not a doctor and I don't want to get in trouble, but it's with hydrogen peroxide, food grade, a distilled water, and some and a, a quality salt. You're going to make a solution, like a saline solution, and put it in because all the viruses go through your nose. Every doctor pretty much will say that. That's where all your infections and everything starts. Right. So you want to kill the virus before it starts. Okay. I've used it. I've been around my kid. He goes to school. I haven't gotten sick in two years. Knock wood. Yeah, it's amazing. That's exactly okay. what Gunner does every day with cystic fibrosis. The nebulizer every the nebulizer, morning. Nebulizer, yes. Okay, so he's probably onto something. With a saline, you know, kind that's, of a salty. Kind yeah, that's of exactly a, what he just said. Yeah, exactly. I do have one of those, so I might potentially try that. That's one, one of the reasons more. why they have it. Yeah, Taylor okay. in Baldwin. What's up, Taylor? Hi. How are you? Hi, how are you, Taylor? I'm good. How are you? Great. All right. So what happened to you? No, Boomer, I want to apologize. So I know you don't want to hear all this. This is, this is brutal. No, I do, actually. Okay. So I was um, on a 18-hour flight oh. from Heathrow to Singapore. And um, all of a sudden, I started feeling pains in my stomach. Thankfully, I was in business class on Singapore Airlines. But, um, and, and just, it was just not... It was not it. So I don't know what I ate. I'm pretty sure. No, actually, let me start over. Basically, what ended up happening as I was in the bathroom, I had stripped down butt naked. I was sweating. Oh, my God. I was you, weren't, you weren't in the Mile High Club, were you? On the toilet. Like, it was just really bad. The flight attendants were knocking. I, I think they were trying to get the, um, the what is that, the... The guy who's like the air warden or whatever. Like, I thought they were going to. Oh, the air marshal. Yeah, so I, I think they were going to call the air marshal or something. I was like really worried. I couldn't stop throwing <laughs> up. I, I don't know. Finally, it eased up enough where I, you know, it was like maybe like 10 minutes and I was like, okay, I'll just go back to my seat and just hope for the best. And so I went back to my seat. I tried to sip some spray. I ended up throwing up. They had to move me to oh, another God. seat. I ended up having to reach out to my company, and they had to have someone waiting at the airport for me. But I had to get through um, immigration. Customs right? and immigration, yeah. As I'm standing in immigration with my passport, I feel a wave hit me. And I'm just sitting there, and it, he's looking at me, and I have it just hit me. I have a mouthful of vomit. And he's like, enjoy your trip. And I'm like, <laughs> and I just run through, and it was not pretty. Was let me, oh, hey, Taylor, let me ask you this. So 18-hour flight, yeah. how soon into the flight did you start feeling sick? Um, so it was probably maybe about an hour or two. And that, So you had to go 15, 16 hours feeling like that? Yeah. Oh yeah, God, that is right. hideous. You know, I thank yeah. thank you, Taylor. Taylor for that. Thank now, you, now, Yousef, uh You're here, yeah. and you see what happened with uh, Mr. Geo. Mr. Geo threw up in here, and he's got the neurovirus. He got the neurovirus. Oh, really? Yeah. So if you wouldn't mind wiping down, and if you could do that I for always, us. Uh, you, after you guys left, I always do the disinfectant and uh, thank you. I, but maybe some Lysol the spray and stuff. But if you could take care of Geo's area right now, because I think it would make Jerry and <laughs> Al happy. If you wouldn't mind. Um, poor guy. He's that, okay. Yeah. I, but you know, oh, listen, that's a loose term. It's yeah, he's not okay. As are his bowels, right? Yeah, now. but we appreciate this, Yusef. Uh, really, I know how you like to take care of us and everything else. Yes, yeah. It's with the flying. I, Al and I talk about this all the time, yes. and we see this when you go to the airport. Whether it's a two-hour flight, a four-hour, it doesn't matter. People sitting there eating cheeseburgers, greasy pizza, French fries. 
like the most uncomfortable thing you could be on a flight is uncomfortable. Like that poor girl had to go an additional 14 hours with some sort of bug in her. I don't, I don't know. Well, to it me, happens man, more than you realize. Have you ever seen it happen to anybody on an airplane with you? No, I haven't, actually. I have. It's got to be terrible. It is, it is brutal, because then everybody immediately thinks that they're going to come down with whatever that person has. Well, even, so even like with these trips with Rutgers. So they have, as you know, they get the food you know, for, for the charter flight home. Yep. It blows me away the way guys are eating full pies, meaning pizza. Yeah. As you're about yeah, to get on a plane. Kid, they're kids. I would, yeah, but it still might affect you in a way that you're going to end up in the toilet. And yeah, that's not the most comfortable place to be on a plane. Those kids got iron cast stomachs, man. Are you oh, kidding me? But it's me? not just the kids. I mean, some of the adults that well, are traveling, too. Story. Some of your older coaches. You know, Steve Spiegel doesn't look like he's going to make it. To he doesn't eat after games. Just wipe that microphone down yeah. just a He eats bit. nothing after games. You're not, you're not, okay. But I don't know. To me, it's like I as he will eat nothing and drink water. I will have a pretzel. Like, that's it. And it's got to be like a dry pretzel, not one of these some of these places are pretty greasy right a dry pretzel nothing else i actually kind of feel better with yousef in here now because now i got the the lysol smell going and everything mm -hmm. oh there it goes oh, okay. <laughs> i feel like we're back in Very 2020 nice. <laughs> pandemic time again oh that's what they use for the covid maybe you could get the uh, the doctor back on the phone and depress us all for the next five minutes <laughs> yes what, what's that what's that get that doctor back on oh, depressed us. god that was one of the best and worst interviews i've ever heard in my but life that guy was spot on he, he was exactly what he was talking about it was about. incredibly depressing and here we are three years later and i still think back to that initial in interview with him and how on top of it he was. I know he was. And I remember you going, guys, if you got questions for him, ask him times now. No, I don't have questions for him. Exactly. And Boomer, yes. maybe we can get the guys with the hazmat suits. Were you back when they were doing that? The guys think, once a week yeah, with the Boomer hazmat? Yeah, Boomer was here. Yeah, yeah, I was here. It was ridiculous. The whole thing's ridiculous. But you felt very clean, didn't you? I did feel Yes, clean. you I did. I feel really clean right now. Yes, because you said this here. is kicking ass right now. I'm taking names. That idea with the amount of... I still have probably... I would hope... Four or five flights remaining with Rutgers, I would say. Yes. It didn't, depending on how they do in the NCAA tournament, which I think they'll do relatively well. I'm terrified now this is going to happen to me on one of these flights. It's probably going to happen to you. I hate to say it to you. Oh. It's just going to happen you because know, this norovirus happens to be extremely, extremely transmissible. Angelo in Ossining. Angelo, help us out. Hey, how you doing? What's All right, going on? Angelo, what's happening? I'm, listen I'm listening to you guys. Yeah. And I want to give you and a piece of advice about something that I do. I haven't been sick in years, and I'm okay. a few years older than Boom. I'm 69, almost 70. All right. I wear a pure copper bracelet that I had since I was 35. Now, the Egyptians, the Egyptians. always wore copper bracelets and for in inhalation purposes. So that's thousands of years ago. How does a copper I, bracelet on your wrist help inhalation? You have to you have to inhale it once in a while. Why do you think the Egyptians wore this thing thousands of years ago? And it was in the New York Times when this COVID first came out about copper. You huh. could look it up. Yeah, I, I will look yeah. it up because if that works, I'm in for a copper bracelet. But you just don't wear. You have to inhale in every nostril every now and then. So I'm going to sniff the copper. Of course, of the day. Right. And you can feel it. You could feel it going up through your nose. Or I could do the nebulizer. Nebulizer and copper. You can do that too. Yeah. That's, that's, not, 
That's not a problem either, but I would do the copper bracelet during the day also. All right, Angelo, I will right. uh, I will look into the copper bracelet. And if not that, just get like a handful of pennies. <laughs> and just sniff them every once in a while. I, maybe there's I'll tell you what, though. I have no idea. The studio smells great right It does. It, it smells does, clean. Right the Barry Ford Tough Studio. That, you said, that guy's a stud. And he came in with no mask, ready to rock. And all the germs he, are out. We've been around here for years doing this. <laughs> Do me a favor. That just, guy has got immunity like uh, times 10. This is going to make us transition because yes. he's been on hold a long time. All Before right. we break, Andy, what's up, Andy? Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, I just wanted to make a comment. I heard while I was waiting, uh, Gio doing a, a plug for uh, Bath Fitters. So I guess he's going to get his money worth out of that for the next 24, 48 hours. <laughs> yes, That's for is. sure, yes. And, you know, Bath <laughs> Fitters is very easy to clean, right, Al? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. If you get sick in there, you just hose it down. Hose the baby down. You don't man. have to worry about the grout getting uh, all gunked up. There's right. no grout. Right. Exactly. Hey, my opinion on Aaron Rodgers. I mean, the guy's intelligent. I don't think he's so much arrogant as he is as intelligent. And you know, he's methodical. Obviously, with his uh, retreat here in the dark. But uh, I think he'd be great for the Jets and Saunders. Uh, him playing in the AFC, I think the competition there with the quarterbacks would bring out the best of him. Or Burroughs and uh, Mahomes and Allen and the kid out in... Uh, Justin Herbert. I agree yeah. with you. I happen, Andy, Lawrence, I happen to agree with you. Yeah, I thanks, think you're man. right. And I know at 38, 39, whatever he is, he's still got a lot of good football in him. Get him here, for real. And I'm not making fun of Chris. I'm you know, when we go... Get I, here. I, I, yeah, well, it does make a lot of sense. And I'll tell you once again after 9 o'clock why it makes sense and how it can happen for the New York Jets, and I am totally on board if they can make it happen under these certain circumstances. Yeah, yeah. I'm having trouble with my parking. I heard you got a ticket yesterday right after you paid for parking. I got a ticket. They got me, I would say, two to three minutes prior to paying on the app. Which is very frustrating, and right now I'm having trouble paying on the app as well for some reason. Hey, uh, so I get another ticket. What the hell? So, oh, nine, Bob, by yeah. the way, I know it's nine or three, whatever. So here's the thing: Spike just sent me something that I think you guys need to know. Okay, and it's about the spread of the norovirus and how it spreads. Uh, you can get norovirus by accidentally getting tiny particles of feces, poop in parentheses, uh, or vomit. Uh, from an infected person in your mouth. Have direct contact with someone who is uh, infected with the norovirus, such as, you know, caring for them or sharing food or uh, eating utensils. Or being in a with studio them. with them, the Built Ford Tough Studio, count it out. Yes, you're in the Built Ford Tough Studio, you could you could get it if there are particles in the air. So I just want to let you guys know that Spike sent that to me. I mean, I think that's he, all we he know. Just, he just thought it would be a good thing for you guys to know, and especially the feces part. Uh, what are we supposed to do with that? I don't know. I mean, the vomit particles are clearly in the studio. And I know Yusef came in here. He didn't spray Lysol, though, either. I mean, that would have been... Yeah, but he said the thing that he was spraying was the thing that they used for the COVID. Okay. That's what he said. He goes, this is right. what we use for the COVID. So I should feel better about things right I now? I think so, yes. If I haven't ingested it already? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, he spread it on the carpet, so as long as you don't, as if you had planned on licking the carpet, Jerry, you're good. <laughs> he wiped down the desk, too, and the microphone, oh, yeah, well, and the arms, 100% safe. and the monitors, and the tables, oh, and yeah, the chairs. Yeah. Anyway, um, all right, so let's get back to the topic of the day. Really, yeah. it's the topic of the month, might be the topic of the spring, if something doesn't happen soon, because 
enough already. So Aaron Rodgers coming out of his darkness retreat. He will not talk to McAfee this week. Apparently McAfee on vacation. So maybe next week we'll get some clarity on the situation. You got Derek Carr visiting with the Jets over the weekend. And something that you, I guess, did not think was possible as what? As recently as a few weeks ago, now you'd think is possible. I do think it's possible. With the Jets making the move for Aaron Rodgers. Right, I do think it's possible, but a couple things have to happen for it to be possible. Now, first and foremost, the Jets did hire Nathaniel Hackett, Mm -hmm. and I'm telling you, he and Aaron Rodgers are close friends. Rodgers gushed about him. Right, they're they're close friends, and, and one of the reasons... I think that Denver thought that they were going to be able to get Aaron Rodgers last year. But according to people that I have spoken to, Aaron didn't want to leave Green Bay because he had buddies on that team. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to leave the Bakhtiaris and the Mason Crosbys and the Randall Cobbs and all those guys. He wanted to have another go-round with them. I do believe that Green Bay has had enough of Aaron Rodgers and, and everything that's gone on. And I think that they want to give Jordan Love an opportunity after sitting there for three years. So so all of it kind of makes sense. But the first thing that has to happen is Aaron Rodgers has got to come out of this darkness retreat. And hopefully he's going to do this soon because, you know, the Jets are sitting here and they have to decide, you know, Derek Carr, Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr, Aaron Rodgers. And I think you, me and everybody else thinks that Aaron Rodgers is the better quarterback, gives the Jets the better chance. And from the Jets perspective only, if they do get Aaron Rodgers and they are able to acquire him, that means they can keep Zach Wilson on the roster and he gets to learn from his idol. And he gets to learn and watch how to prepare uh, from a Hall of Fame quarterback, which, you know, Aaron Rodgers is not going to feel any sort of uh, in, in there's insecurity. No there's no, there's nothing there. There's no insecurity because Aaron, you know, maybe he plays a year, maybe he plays two years. I'm not sure. All right. So, so, so what has to happen he has got to say, I want to be traded as Al's got his gloves on, too, his surgical gloves. I don't blame him. Um, I, he's got to be wanting to be traded to the Jets and only the Jets. And, and the reason that that's important is because then Green Bay is kind of hamstrung in terms of what they really can ask for Aaron Rodgers. Look, they want to get rid of Aaron Rodgers. And if Aaron Rodgers wants to go, then, then, he, then they can go to the Jets and say, hey, we'll take a third round and maybe a compensatory pick or you know compensation depending on how successful he is or how deep you go in the playoffs with him. And I'm sure the Jets would be more than happy to do that. But it's not like going to be two first-round picks, a third-round pick, and two players. It's not going to be anything like that because Aaron Rodgers is driving this bus. He is the one that is making these decisions. And I think Green Bay recognizes that. Now, Aaron Rodgers is supposed to be making about $60 million this year. A little bit over a million dollars in salary and a $58.8 million signing bonus that he's not going to receive from Green Bay. And he's not going to receive that from any team that acquires him. He will have to modify his contract. And if he wants to win wherever he may go, and let's hope it's the Jets... If he wants to win, that means he's got to modify his contract to the point where he gets assurances from Woody Johnson that Woody Johnson will take that money that he's saving by Aaron modifying his contract and then investing it in the team via free agency to give this team an even better chance to win So, or make trades or do whatever Joe Douglas has to do. So there's a, there's a very good chance, I think, that this all could happen. Because he is not going back to Green Bay. Right, so you add it all up. You've got Nathaniel Hackett here, and he could not have spoke more glowingly about Hackett, unprovoked, by the way, a couple of weeks ago with with McAfee, to the point where he said he made it fun. 
Like coaches, there are certain coaches that make it fun, and he was one of them. Number two, unprovoked, talked about Zach Wilson and how unbelievable Zach Wilson was when they were together in the summer. You could get him for two years. Zach Wilson potentially could then be ready to play. Makes all the sense in the world. The contract makes sense if he's going to do what you say. And also, the thing about the draft picks, to me, you know, I, I find it comical when someone will say, oh, I'm not giving up a first-round draft pick. for Why not? Well, if that's not gonna, what you have you're to not do. Gonna, but you're not going to have to give that up because... Aaron's going to say to Green Bay, look, I want to go to the Jets, make it happen. And, you know, there's no way that Aaron's going to want the, you know, the Green Bay Packers to take three draft picks away from the Jets because then that's going to lessen the opportunity for them to get even better for Aaron Rodgers to step behind. But the point is, there's nothing that they're going to ask for that should prevent this from happening because... It's not like for the last 40 years, the Jets drafting has won them all these Super Bowls anyhow. So if what you're saying is true, it's even better that you wouldn't have to get up. Well, I think some Jet fans a few weeks ago thought you otherwise would have had to. Right. So here's the other part of it. You got to remember that when Tom Brady left New England, he picked the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And he did so because he knew that team was a quarterback away from at least getting to the playoffs, let alone win the Super sure. Bowl. And then, of course, he took them to the Super Bowl, and they were able to pay everybody. You know, they had Indominus Sue. They had everybody on that team. They, they were loaded defensively. They were loaded offensively. All they needed was a quarterback that wasn't going to throw interceptions like Jameis Winston was the year before and a quarterback that was going to go down there and knew how to manage everybody. Now, the one great thing about Tom Brady and what he did for Tampa is that he went down there. He moved into Tampa. Remember, he got Jeter's house. Yep. And he started throwing with those guys and really immersed himself in the, the team aspect uh, and being the total leader. Now, I would hope that Aaron Rodgers would do something like that at least for one year here. I don't know if he would do it for two if he had if he had two years here. But I do believe that the Jets can acquire him, assuming that all of these conditions are met. And I, I'm, you know, this is a panacea. This is like a perfect situation. And if that does happen, then I think that's the way that they should go. And to your point too, they do need to add some pieces. As good as this defense is, and they were seven and four at one point. I don't want to forget about that. Through eleven games, this team was pretty good. Their defense was not as great as we made it out to be. They were good, but remember the reason that uh, everything fell on the defense for them to win. Yeah, but so the defense like, is also the, the the unit that gave up a win against Detroit. Wouldn't it be nice though if the offense was able to score, you know, sure. twenty eight points a game? Would be nice. You know, Aaron Rodgers does that. I, I mean, he he immediately agreed. will elevate everybody. And I can't even imagine. And there's not going to be these hands in the air from Garrett Wilson and the bitching and complaining from Elijah Moore and also the crap that goes on. You want to talk about a guy walking into a locker room that has immediate credibility and everybody's going to be on their. I don't want to say best behavior, but everybody's going to have a little pep in their step. And by the way, you know, I don't know what Mekhi Becton's going to be. I don't know. You know, they'll go out and they'll get other offensive linemen. And just having a guy like Aaron Rodgers back there is going to make that offensive line better as well. And he's just going to make the team overall feel like he can go in there and win. Could you imagine C.J. Mosley? How he would be on yes. defense? The same way when Brett and I was there. I was covering the team when Brett Favre worked and walked into that facility at Hofstra the first time. And it went from same old Jets to maybe we can win. You know, Chad Pennington was a very good quarterback. He was. But Brett Favre walking in there was a legend walking into that locker room. And I'll never forget talking to Jericho Cotri after one of those practices. The look in his eye was like, we got Brett Favre throwing the football. We can go do this. And for 11 games, funny, 11 games again there. Yeah, my man. We're going to spray some Lysol. Right, exactly. Love it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Spray it around. Let me just spray cover my coffee. I don't want any of that in there. Hey, well, the, right. Yeah, it'll kill the germs you've but, sucked but here, But here's the thing, too. you got to remember that, uh, you know, the, 
Brett Favre is a little bit of a loose cannon. Aaron Rodgers is not a loose same cannon. effect though, but same effect. Same effect, yeah, but he's not a loose cannon. Every single person in that facility thought that they could win a Super Bowl because Brett Favre walked through the door. Now you bring in Aaron Rodgers, who is more stable, I think. Yeah, um, yeah he's not going to be sending uh, you know penis pics to anybody. No, but he might be pulling guys for these weird retreats. But that said, he's more stable. He's he's Aaron Rodgers, and I think it will have the same exact effect on this team, but with a better result. And I think the Jets, like, what do you think the numbers right now? If I check FanDuel Sportsbook, the numbers for the Jets to win a Super Bowl right now would be what? Oh, God. I mean, they got to be somewhere mid to bottom of the league. Okay, so if that's the case, they have no quarterback to speak of. And I know the that. moment they sign Aaron Rodgers, that thing will shoot up, and they'll be like in the top six. So right now, the Jets are plus twenty. Is that right? Plus twenty five hundred. Does that sound about right to win the Super Bowl next year? They get Aaron Rodgers. That's got to move to the plus under a thousand. No, yeah, at least. I mean, that's and then and then Joe Douglas once once. Once whatever happens thank over you, there sir. in Florham Park, thank you, Seth. Whatever happens over there in Florham Park, you know they got to get the quarterback question answered, and they got to do it relatively for quickly. sure. And so now this comes back to Derek Carr. Now, so now you spent the weekend. Well, before I get to that, what does when Favre came here, Eric Mangini was the head coach. Okay, fine. Is Sala? Like when Brady went to Tampa, there was Bruce Arians there. Does yeah. Sala maybe make him rethink or even think secondly about coming here? No. He's not exactly an established head no, coach. No, I, I think it, the fact that Nathaniel Hackett's here. That's enough. And, you know, that they can run an offense that he would be very comfortable in. And you got guys like Garrett Wilson. You got three tight ends that can, that can all play. You got Elijah Moore and you got a few other people that. What is going on around here? He got you breakfast. Oh, he did? This is your breakfast. I bought you breakfast this morning. Oh, oatmeal. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. All right, so then then I'll I'll come back to Derek uh, Derek Carr then now. So now you just spent the weekend with Derek Carr. By the way, they they had a great meeting with Derek Carr. Okay. And by the way, he did ask about Zach Wilson. And I'm sure he asked about Aaron Rodgers too. Yeah, but more more so, you know, more so Aaron, uh, I mean, Zach Wilson. Like, what, what, and... So he's not looking over his shoulder. And the thing about it is, is that we do... The athletes, maybe Aaron Rodgers, not so much because he's later on in his career and he realizes that he probably has a year or two left. Um, but you know, for Derek Carr, this is there's an insecurity that's still associated with him because of what just happened in in Oakland, for sure, I mean, in Las Vegas. So but, the thing is, like, he doesn't he knows these people. He knows Rob Sala. Okay, I like everybody, but you know, can you truly trust like what's going on here with these guys? I think if you're Aaron Rodgers, you can because it's Nathaniel Hackett. If you're Derek Carr and you're thinking, I want four to five years and I want a total commitment by the team, this isn't the perfect place for that. I, I don't think. But, but, but if he called them on Friday and said, I want you, what do they do? Well, then they have to find out quickly whether or not Aaron Rodgers is available. The other thing, too, about Derek Carr, you would have to spend more money on him, I believe. Well, it's a longer contract, of yeah. course. So, and there's more guaranteed money. And, you know, if it doesn't work out, it- it just seems to me, clearly Derek Carr has to know in his own head that he's their second option. He has to know that. I, I would think I would think so, yes. But I would also think that Derek Carr is trying to drive up a bidding war. You know, he's already visited the Saints. He's visited the Jets. And supposedly he has two more visits. I haven't seen where he's supposedly going. You right. would think that this would be all over the place. That, yeah, he's going to Carolina. Yeah, he's going here. Yeah, he's going to Tampa. I haven't seen any of that yet. 
Well, so when you think about the places that, I mean, if you, those are clearly teams that need quarterbacks, wouldn't Indy be a team that would need a quarterback? They got to draft a quarterback. So they they're going to the, go young the fourth, with the new head they, coach, right? They got the fourth overall pick, Tampa, and they're going to they're either going to trade with the Bears uh, to try to get the number one pick, or they'll stay pat and they'll take one of the other two quarterbacks, Will Levis or C.J. Stroud, right? So there's not a lot of options then in terms of where he could go play. That the point being is either the two teams in the uh, three teams in the NFC South. Three teams down there. So Atlanta, he could actually go to Atlanta too, I guess, if you if you know Arthur Smith wanted to go that way. But I still say you know, Atlanta should be making a play for Lamar Jackson. Well, I, someone's going to make a play for Lamar Jackson because we certainly saw his Instagram post. He is not happy. The Ravens clearly can't be well, happy. I, I mean, it makes total sense. Atlanta, different different conference. They need a quarterback. They need a selling point. Atlanta needs a selling point. You talk about a franchise. That you know is kind of stuck, yeah, and they're stuck in mediocrity right now. If they added Lamar Jackson to that roster and to that team, I'm telling you, season tickets would go through the roof, sponsorship would go through the roof, the business side of the building would be very, very happy. Same thing here. If the Jets ever ended up, with if the Aaron Jets Rogers. got Aaron Rodgers, do you know what the business side of that building over there in Florham Park would be oh. like? I think it would be like that for Derek Carr, but not mm. to the extent that it would be for It'd Aaron Rodgers. We were talking about this earlier. Aaron Rodgers is a 10. Derek Carr's a nice 7, 7.5. It's good. I'll give you it's really eight. good. I'll give you an 8.5. Uh, I don't think so. I'll I don't think Jet fans would say that. I don't. Derek Carr will have Jet fans believing they're a playoff team. Aaron Rodgers has Jet fans thinking they're a Super Bowl team. And I don't, I don't even... I'd love a Jet fan to tell me otherwise. Because I think that's pretty much... So everyone and, I've and, talked to, that's what right. they think. And, here, and here's your other here's your other alternatives. If one of these two don't work out, your other alternatives then become Jimmy G on a short term, and then it becomes possibly trading for Ryan Tannehill. If it, uh, you they, know, Jet fans don't want Ryan Tannehill, I understand. I'm not. I'm just telling you, you what the alternative. You can't sell Ryan Tannehill to the Jet fans. They they got to have somebody. Yeah, not him. It can't. I'm sorry, it can't be. He, he led his team to the number one seed two He's years so ago. Boring. But they don't win anything. The number one seed, then what they do in the playoffs? They lost to the Bengals. Quickly. Yes. Can't sell it and to the And by the way, yo, here's a guy that played on two bad angles. You can't go. You could to, you, you imagine? Yeah, like, so I, so uh, Patrick Mullins played on a bad ankle throughout the playoffs and was amazing with that bad ankle. So imagine having two of those and having to play with two of those. Tough Ryan guy. Ryan Tannehill did the I'm same thing. I'm not arguing with you. What I'm trying to tell you is the fan base, you can't. Tease the fan base with potentially Aaron Rodgers and land on Ryan Tannehill. But again, it's not for, fair. For Aaron Rodgers to come here, he's got to say that this is where he wants to come. Understood. And that's yeah, so you understand. Part of that's it. where it starts. I was thinking this: Would it make sense to get an update from Gio on his ride home, if you'd like? Just to see how he made it, if right. he's doing all right. I'm just telling you guys, the last thing I wanted I know to do was talk to I know, anybody. But I think this, here's what I'm thinking. He's okay. not laying at home in his bed trying to pass the time. He's trying to get home. He may be home and by now. He might be. If he's home, hang up. Unless he had to pull over. I'm thinking this would get his mind off things okay. to help him get home. And we want to know what he did with the puke bucket there. Yeah, we don't know really what he did with that. I just saw him he walk out with it. I know. And I don't know where he put it. So maybe I mean, as did I'm, he leave it out in the middle of the uh, n- the newsroom or not? No, I don't think so. I saw him carrying it down the hallway. Maybe to the, so. to the upside down studio. Like, where do you put it? I, like, what do you do I with I think that? you close it up and you put it in the garbage. What else are you supposed to do with it? I don't know. Got to get out of here.
That, that stuff is radioactive. And that's why you tie it tightly and you get it up. So let me just... <laughs> that was so funny. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we're brought to you by Superbook Sports. I'll introduce myself. Uh, visit Superbook.com and by Edison Heating and Cooling. And we'll see if Gio joins us. Great. If not, that's fine. I'm going to run through some of the sound one more time. Then your calls will finish up with... I see a lot of calls on Carr and Rogers uh, on the board. 877-337-6666. Coming up after we run through all these clips. This is David Carr. Um, so I don't know if he works on NFL Network. Or he, he does. Yes, no, he works. He, he works, works for NFL, NFL Network yeah. now. Yeah. So here he was talking about his brother Derek, who indeed met with the Jets this weekend, and how things went with the current coach Rob Sala. Yeah, Derek had a great trip. So he went there to to get a feel for how they work, you know, from the top down. And mm-hmm. everyone he met, and we knew he would love Robert Sala. I've known yeah. Robert for a while. MJ knows Robert. He's fantastic, and they hit it off, and they. They would love to work together. That said, it's not quite that simple as David Carr would continue. But there's a lot of questions that have to be asked. You know, he has to, he has to find out how the inner workings of, obviously, the front office works, but then also... Now, hold on. We'll, all right, well, we'll, we got something on the line. We, we got Gio on the line. So, uh, Gio, uh, where are you and how you doing, my friend? I'm on the uh, Southern State Parkway, the 111 exit. I'm going to merge on uh, Sunrise in a, in a minute, so about 15 minutes to go or so. Uh, I feel like absolute hell, but I have not blown up or pooped my pants this entire time, and I'm trying to steal your superpower right now because I feel it. Wow. I just got 15, I just got 15 minutes to go, and then I, I, I'm going to explode. I already I called Gene. I said, if any of the doors are locked, like I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> hey, listen, you just gotta you gotta squeeze that sphincter muscle. I, I'm trying, and you know what it is? It's all like I haven't like I, I was listening to you guys, and then the people were calling up about their puke stories, so I, I had to stay away from that. And I've just been singularly focused at the task at hand, just with the blinders on, just thinking, get home, get home, get home. Yeah, that's what and, you gotta do. Uh, I'm almost, I'm almost there. I do have this garbage bag next to me. Um, so, like, I, I can cover myself with the throw-up, but if, the, if it comes out the other end, that's going to be into my life. Yeah, I told you, you um, got to make sure that the shower is right across from the, the toilet, like it was for me back at the Westin Hotel out there in, uh, in uh, Scottsdale. Let me ask you this. Um, yeah. What did you do with the vomit that you had here? Everybody seems to be very concerned yeah. about that. I, so, I put it, so I put it in my office, I closed the door, and I texted Yousef. Um, I said, listen, I got sick. I got a stomach virus. There are things in there, so when you take it out, be very careful. And then I told the sales guy, you know, it's right outside the office what was going on, you know, so he, you know, he wouldn't be near it. But I really didn't know what else to do with it, so I just kind of threw it in there and, and closed the door and texted Yousef. You know, hopefully Yousef has it, man. Uh, well, that's why we called. We were trying to call you to kind of get your mind off things to get you home. Uh, figuring if you had the first hour done, that we would get you get you into your house for the final ten minutes or so. So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm flying actually. I think because all these kids are off of school and stuff, like the traffic has not been bad, so that's that's been good. So um, oh, yeah, I'm I'm almost there. Like I, I can taste the finish line. It's amazing how thirsty this makes you. Like I have, I don't think I've been this thirsty in I don't know how long. So that's the other thing that's on my mind right now is to drink something. You're dehydrated do you already. Want me to, uh, do you want me to send drip hydration for you and Gina to the house? Yeah, well, let's, let's wait to see how the rest of today goes. That's very, very kind of you. But I want to see, you know, I don't want to get it while I'm still, you know, got stuff coming out of me here. Right. So, um, so yes, I'll, I would love that. I just got to make sure it's the right timing. Uh, is Gina over it now or is she still in the middle of it? No, she's she's better. I mean, she, she all last night she was she was having problems, but she woke up this morning feeling better. Went up for like eight hours or so. So, Oof. Um, yeah. 
So she's 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 fine, and we got uh, we got Louise in the house already had it, so she's she's protected at least for a little bit. So yeah, I mean it's a complete disaster, you know, like everything that happens when you have kids and germs and all that crap. It just it's just it always works out horribly. Well, have a good day. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, think about it. so like Sabrina gets sick on the plane while we're flying home to Phoenix. Like the timing of that. You know, and then um, and then I get sick, you know, on while I'm doing the show and like dry. You know, I woke up feeling fine, and it just get worse and worse and worse. So, I did hear a little bit of you guys talking about what we do, and we're sick next time. Like next time, if I start like shivering and stuff, and like Gina's got a stomach, turn virus, the car like, around, turning around and saying sorry. Yeah, as know? our as our buddy Mark Robert once sang, that's right. Turn the car around. Hey, listen, hang in there. You know, we're going to have a, we have video of you throwing up here, so we're going to show that right now for awesome. uh, the, the folks on CBS Sports Network so they get a real feel for just how sick you were. And, uh, hey, man, hang in there, my friend. Just let us know what you want to do tomorrow, all right? All right, perfect. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, Adios. bye. See you, man. I feel okay. bad for him. Well, yeah. It's terrible. Yeah, it's a rough ride home. It's a long ride, and it's a tough ride. So, Stephen has, uh, we do have some videotape, I think, of Geo just. Oh, turns. I don't know if they want to air it. I just wanted oh. to let you know it does exist. I mean, if it exists, I got to see it. I mean, you don't see anything coming out of his mouth well, he turns his back on it. That's up to Stephen. I Steven? would say. Stephen, are you there? You want to see it? Yeah, we'd like to see it, but we don't really All see right, anything. Just, just want to make sure that everybody realizes that this is not a conspiracy theory. You know what I mean? He's going to roll it. Now. Right, he's going to roll it now? There it is. Look, there you go. There you go. <laughs> says, not good. Not good. All right, that's good. That's good, Stephen. <laughs> That went on for a few minutes, too. I know. <laughs> oh, man, I've been there, man. I know it. I know it. I feel bad for him. Yeah, I'm gonna, I, yeah, I'm going to be there too soon. Okay. Um, a couple more from De Jesus. David Carr. Uh, in terms of what his brother thinks of the organization, meaning the Jets. Obviously, the team is, is just in need of quarterbacks and some stability there. They have a lot of good components. There's a lot of things that are very positive about the Jets. He had a great trip. All right, great. So how long will we know? It's it, it's honestly, it's, it's going to be a long process, though. Oh. There's He really only has the Saints, the Raiders, and the Jets to kind of compare those three places. Right. And so he wants to do his due diligence and see as many places as he can to get a feel for what the best place for him will be. So that sounds like to me he's got other places to go to. Well, yeah, and I think he told the Jets that he has two other places that specifically he wanted to go to. Yep. And uh doesn't sound like the Commanders is one of those places. But, again, you know, he, he can That's go. That's an interesting place for him. Yeah, yeah I think they're going to go with Sam Howell with Eric Bieniemy. Hmm. It just I Washington's defense has been good enough to win, and their quarterback play has not been good enough to win. True, uh, which is why that to me would make sense, but whatever. Um, Steve Cohen spoke yesterday in Port St. Lucie. Uh, here were a few from him. I thought this was interesting because Shohei Otani is still under contract uh, with the Angels, and yet he was asked about going after Otani after next season. I'm not thinking about anything other than this season, okay? Like, that's next year, all right? Like, let's worry about this year. Yeah, which and is by the, the right way, answer. He really can't say anything about a player that's under contract for another team. And by and right. also, by the way, in the Shohei Otani sweepstakes, uh, Shohei's uh, agent said he is going to test free agency. Yeah. So that means if the Angels are out of it by around the trade deadline, that a team could acquire him, you know, for the stretch run. 
which I would say the Mets would be right in the middle of that. Now, whether or not that he'd end up signing a contract here, that's a whole other thing. But that's somebody to keep an eye on. And I'm sure there'll be a bidding war for him if the Angels fall out of it. And you're going to have to trade a lot of players and a lot of prospects to get him, you would think. So perhaps... I don't know if this is true or not, but I had a buddy of mine tell me, he goes, I'm an Angels fan. I couldn't believe it because he lives in L.A. And he goes, most of the Shohei Otani specialty nights with bobbleheads and all that yeah. stuff is prior to the trade deadline. Makes sense. Like, there's nothing after the trade. Remember deadline. they had that one game last year. We were trying to figure out why uh, the Halo and why Anaheim was so packed for a random Tuesday night game. And then we found out it was a Shohei Otani giveaway night. Yes. And the place was jammed. So I don't know how many of those they, they have. But according to my buddy who's an Angel fan. Yeah. Uh, he told me that this is something that's obvious to any of us out here that are Angel fans. So that means if they do fall out of favor, then maybe he is on the trading. You got to believe that the Angels know that they can't retain him. It certainly seems to be the case, yes. Now, here's where Steve Cohen, maybe he's got this, clearly they've thought about it, when he talks about the farm system being loaded again. In the end, and I think this is really important, that um, when I measure my success as an owner, obviously you want to win a World Series. But, you know, I'm also going to measure my success on building a farm system. Now, that could be for players coming up through the system, or maybe, perhaps... To go out and get a guy like Shohei Otani. Who knows? We shall see. Uh, and then lastly from him, which I know the fans have to love, just talks about him opening up the wallet as he has. I made a commitment to the fans, right? And it wasn't a short-term commitment. You know, when I do something, I don't do it halfway, okay? I mean, I, when I'm in, I'm all in. And, uh, you know, I, I don't accept mediocrity well. And so I have a certain high expectations, and, it, and if it requires me to invest in this club, then I'm going to do it. And it's exactly what he has done, as we saw. He spent a lot of money this offseason. Music to the ears of the fans, man. Yeah, which is different. I, I tell you, Jim Bowen would be the same way. He would spend Absolutely. as much money as he possibly could to try to get a winner here. It's just, unfortunately for him over the years, it's just hiring the wrong people and the wrong people making bad decisions. Next, by the way, uh, don't play until Friday when you mentioned Dolan. I'll get to the Rangers in a moment. First, we got uh, Aaron Judge. Uh, he spoke yesterday, I believe for the first time, at least publicly with the media, uh, gathered together. Here he was talking about being balanced, not winning the World Series last year. Had a great personal season, but it didn't end the way he wanted to for the club. It bothers me. I think it bothers the group as well. You know, every every year that we don't, you know, finish what we started, you know, it it wears on us in different ways. Uh, for sure, because they didn't win. And in terms of he didn't leave, he's back, and he's so happy. Yesterday felt kind of like the first day of school, getting a chance to be back here. Even though I already knocked out my physical, I didn't have much to do yesterday. But it was good to be back around everybody, see the team, see the guys, check in with guys that, you know, just kind of been talking with on the phone. Spring training games will start later this week over the weekend down in Florida and in Arizona. Um, other things of note, the Rangers played last night. We don't spend enough time on the Rangers, quite frankly. Uh, they played really well, but did not get it done because the Jets had a great goaltending performance and they scored the goals against your guy. Morrissey with a feed. He gets it back for a drive. score! Well, that changes things in a hurry. Josh Morrissey, one of the top defenseman in the lead with the big shot. It looks like Dubois. It was. Final seconds of the Rangers' power play. Miller pushed it ahead. Neil Pionk's case clear. Leads Kyle Connor. Power play is over. Connor pulls up. Shoots. Saves Shesterkin. Rebound. Score! That was two. Pass by Connor. Right. Broken right. up. Right. I by get Hedl. it. Center. Connor shoots and scores! We haven't played this many Rangers. Kyle 
highlights. That was three. And the Jets take Jesus. it back and turn it into the Rangers' own. Shifley to Connor. Shifley. <laughs> <laughs> scores. They connect again. They did. His second of the hey, game. Boomer, up your ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what? I hope they all get the norovirus. There you go. How about that? I'm going to get it. How about that, I'm right? get it. I'm well aware what's going to happen. And by the way, not a great night for Filipino. Minus three. doing fine. Until not good. Not good. Don't want to be minus three, Philip. Come on. Over his head and vomiting and yeah, those right. particles in the air. Yeah, okay. Uh, so the uh, the Jets win 4-1. He had 50 saves from Connor Hellebuck, and that was pretty much the story. First regulation loss of the season for the Blue Shirts, who were 8-0-2 in their last 10. As for the Islanders, a win over the Penguins. Sorry, gave it away to Horvat. Horvat centers. Martin back door for Lee, and he scores! Oh, what a play by Anders Lee! The Islanders' first lead of the night! Yeah, made it 3-2. What a they play by Anders Lee. What about a, what a goal, pass what a by terrible. Matt Martin? Well, that, and how about the terrible I mean, play by the goalie? I mean, people think that, you know, Matt Martin can't do that. He could do that. Assisting on the go-ahead goal is the hour. Matt, I'd go walk right into his coach's office. I want a raise. Man, no, I oh. want more ice time. And a raise. Yeah, I want to be out there. I want to be out there. I need 20 minutes of ice time a night. More ice time, more money. Right. Raise. Raise, okay. Uh, tonight, the Devils take on the Canadians. Islanders will get the Jets tomorrow as they complete the tri-state uh, threesome, as they call it. Uh, moment of the day, I don't have because I had no time to do it because I've been in here for two hours. But it would have been brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila brought to you by those who drink it. Yeah. Yeah, okay, great. All right, so we're going to come back with your calls, 877-337-6666. I'm talking. Very fast. Uh, whatever. Um, we'll come back with your calls. We'll He's wrap things to up. Run the norovirus, which you won't be able to do. I also did an Excedrin with extra caffeine. Oh, that'll do it too. <laughs> Same mistake twice, so oh, we are here with you for 10 more minutes. He's prairie dogging right now, I can tell you that. <laughs> That's disgusting. 877-337-6666. His car should be in the driveway. His head should be in the bowl. We are here to wrap things up, and we start with Frank in Roslyn, New Jersey. What's up, Frank? What's up, boys? How we doing? All right, Frankie, what's happening, brother? So, two things. On this car, Rogers, I guess, Lamar thing, If you're, if you're, I guess we can agree on... If we're ranking the guys, it's either Rogers, Lamar, Carr, or Lamar, Rogers, Carr. Where's but Ryan Tannehill fitting there for you, Frank? <laughs> not, not even in there. But you're a Jet right. fan, right? Yes. All right. So if I if I told you uh, Ryan Tannehill's a fine quarterback, but if I told you right now that's what you're going to end up with, you would say what? I would not be happy at all. Right. He was he's a worse version of Derek Carr. And and, and my what my point is here is with Derek, I can't believe we're arguing or people are debating over the two. You have the chance to get a guy who's a Hall of Famer who's still motivated to win if he goes to the Jets, as opposed to Derek Carr, who you know what his ceiling is. You know, you know he's a nice player. You know what you're going to get in the AFC. He's going to go on the road and win more than one playoff game. He's going to go win that division. I know it's a, a long-term thing, but I, I just don't know how we can even compare the two. Yeah, the only, only thing a, I, I, think, wait, I think, Frank, the only reason we're debating it is because Derek Carr was here this weekend. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett was hired by the Jets. He's close friends with uh, Aaron Rodgers. There are reports out of Green Bay that you know Green Bay's done with him, but they also know that yep. he's kind of controlling the narrative, and that you know we're thinking that if he wants to come to the Jets and play with Nathaniel Hackett. 
then that's why we're debating it. And it's not a question of who's we all know who's better. The, the other problem with Lamar Jackson is that I, you know, look, I think that Lamar quit on the on the Ravens the last two years. And I don't think the Jets want to go anywhere near that. They wouldn't want to trade assets for that, and they certainly wouldn't want to pay the money for that. Let me ask you this, Frank. Sure. Let me ask you this real quick, because I'm on your side. I would take Rodgers in a heartbeat over the Derek Carr, but Devil's right. Advocate would say, what about the fact that Aaron Rodgers has been a bit of a pain in the ass, number one. Number two, he yes. has underachieved in Green Bay, losing multiple home playoff games at Lambeau Field in January. I mean, well, there the is last that. time the Jets were in the I, playoffs? I I'm with you on this yeah. side of it, but I, but there are fans that will say, yeah. "Why am I giving anything up to get a so, get a guy who's only won one time and has lost a lot you're of not gonna be give, you're not gonna, so, You're not going to be giving up a lot. Go ahead, Frank. So my 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 reply here is, you you know what the ceiling is for Derek Carr. The AFC is stacked: Mahomes, Herbert, Burrow, Allen, names Trevor Lawrence. Can you can Derek Carr go on the road in the playoffs and win multiple playoff games? I don't know, but he should have won Rogers in Cincinnati last week, uh, last year. He should have won. He, thanks, Frank, for the call. He should have won in Cincinnati last year. And I, I mean, would just I would just say this also, you know, Derek Carr. I don't think he. I think Aaron Rodgers is the 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 target for sure. And then I think it's a Derek Carr as a fallback, just in case that the numbers come down and maybe the length of the contract comes down. I. They're not looking for a quarter. I, no matter what Jet fans say about Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson is going to be here. I'm not saying he's going to be their starter. I'm just saying that if you had Derek Carr with Zach Wilson, that's probably not the perfect mix. That's probably not what Derek Carr would want. For sure. But if you had Aaron Rodgers and Zach Wilson, now Zach Wilson gets to, to learn and work with his idol. Makes too much sense, actually. It does. Matt in uh, Rhode Island. Matt, what's happening, brother? Well, you guys are forgetting about a Jets defense. Like Aaron Rodgers, he's one in four in AFC Championship game, NFC. I, I understand he gets you there. But he's one in four. He won that last one 10 years ago, 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. He could have walked into the end zone against Tampa, and he didn't. You guys are forgetting about the Jets' D. With Derek Carr and that defense, they could go for I don't think that defense was that good. I think the defense I was good. It wasn't great. I, I, would say, I would say, Matt, either quarterback will improve that defense because – you would like to think that these quarterbacks will get their team in the end zone. That is very true. And they will take pressure off the defense having to play an almost perfect game. Think about that game in Denver. Think about the game in Green Bay when they won. You know, they really weren't You're getting right. much out of their offense. But this defense was being thought of to be one of the best in the NFL. Elite ran, defenses win. It probably ran out of gas. You know, this is a defense that also mm-hmm. shut down Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, but probably ran out of gas because they weren't getting a lot of support on the offensive side of the ball. It all works together. All right, final call. Mike and Mayo Pack. Mike, what's happening, brother? Hey, guys. How are you? Good all morning. right. So, listen, not to sound like a, uh, you know, repeating the same thing over and over That's again, all right. That's what we've been doing. I know, and I know, Boomer, you just said there's, there's really no comparison between Aaron Rodgers and Derek Carr, but I just don't even think Derek Carr is, is really the good fit for the Jets there. I mean, he had Josh Jacobs who had a career year, phenomenal year at running back, and he had Devontae Adams out there in, in, in Las Vegas. And I, I just don't know that you're upgrading when you put him in a system with the Jets from those two weapons. So, I mean, I don't know how we expect him to maybe do better in New York than he did in Vegas. Well, you'll, you'll have a better defense. Here, yeah, that's for sure. You will. And the other thing, too, and maybe Boomer can talk about this better than I can, they blew seven games where they led at halftime, and I think five of them had double-digit leads. Yeah, so so it's not like they were unproductive. They just 
dropped dead in the second half of games. And their defense fell apart. And then, you know, when he needed to win the game in the fourth quarter, their offense couldn't get the job done. And that's frustrating. It's part of one of the reasons why I would think that Josh McDaniel said enough already. We're going only so far. And you got to wonder, like, what is Josh McDaniels thinking about? I know what, what, what are the Raiders thinking about? Don't know because they I mean, need a quarterback now, right? So if you come here to the AFC East, you got Bill O'Brien now, the offensive coordinator with New England. You got Vic Fangio, the defensive coordinator down in Miami. You're going to have that Miami offense to deal with. Mac Jones is going to be better, and you know Buffalo is going to be. You know they got Josh Allen running all over the place. So it's not an easy place to come and play here either as it was in uh, Las Vegas. Is Derek Carr thought of a little differently if they close out that game in Cincinnati last year? I do think so. I, I, I will say this. you got to remember, he lived through the Gruden stuff. He's had like five different coaches out there. You know, that organization is anything but stable. Well, when they, and, uh, What do I scream about every year here? Stability about, and well, consistency. Right, exactly. And, you know, I think, you know, it's... If they can get there, if they can get Aaron Rodgers here for a year or two, and and kind of mentor Zach Wilson, maybe you still have something with Zach. I don't know. I, I have no idea, but I think that is probably the best case scenario for the Jets. And the moment that they sign Aaron Rodgers will be the moment, just like when they signed Brett Favre. There'll be so much excitement around that team that it will be it will be overwhelming for the business side. Of uh, of the New York Jets and how popular they would become, and I think the biggest thing you said right there is the relationship between he and Zach Wilson because it makes sense. Derek Carr doesn't make sense unless you're going to get rid of Zach Wilson. Rogers coming here, two year deal makes sense. Maybe Zach Wilson's ready to be the quarterback, and that's then. why I put those five things out there that have to happen. And one of those really key things, and no matter where Aaron goes, uh, if he does play, he's going to have to modify the contract because nobody's going to pay him, you know, sixty million dollars. No, especially not coming here for the not first one time. year. Not in one year. They're just not. What would, do and it. what would that do, Jetwise Cap? It would kill him. It would kill him. So I'm just telling you again, he has to do what Brady did for Tampa. He's got to take less, and he's got to get an insurance from the owner, Woody Johnson, that he's going to allow his general manager to go out there and spend money and make sure that they're going to be in a good spot, giving Aaron Rodgers the best chance to actually beat these other quarterbacks. In theory, he signed three years 150, correct? Is that yes, right, essentially? Yes, yes. Why would he give that back? Well, I think they all understood that if we sign the contract the way the contract was written last year, that coming back this year, they would let Aaron Rodgers decide where he Essentially, he's kind of like a quasi-free agent, even mm -hmm. though he's not. That the, the, the Packers would let him choose where he'd want to go. And then they would make the compensation reasonable for the person that is acquiring him. Or the team that so the playing. the idea was never for him to get the three years one fifty. It was no. right it that way. He gets a lot of money this year, and we'll and figure then, out the rest. And there's an opt out, and and the, the I think the dead cap hit for the Packers is like twenty four million, which they could absorb because you know They're, Jordan Love is not making that much money, so right. they they don't have that much money tied up in their quarterback position. It's not overwhelmingly where they can't go out and sign other people.